0: Welcome to episode 421 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Righto, team, welcome along to episode 421 of I Am Talk with Coach John Newsome and Bevan James Isles. How you going, mate? Very good. And you? Well, you know, yeah. had a haircut, mate.
1: Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. No, yes. yeah. sharp. Yeah.
0: Where do you get your haircut? Huntsbury here. Me and Thomas going together. Huntsbury here. Where's Huntsbury yeah. here? Is that in
1: the corner by the mobile? It is. Is that yeah. mobile
0: open yet? Yeah. Oh, it is. Okay, yeah. there you go.
1: Mm-hmm. glad all your listeners know that mobile station's open on Centaurus Road. Hey. This is a great way to start. Those international, when they come to Christchurch,
0: they're going straight to the mobile station. Okay, hey guys, in this week's new show, we've got some news. We've got some on. Oh, I'm Talks proudly brought to you by CoffeesofWhy.com. Your coffee
1: buffer. Athlinks.com. Your social buffer. Extreme endurance Your buffer. And Trainer road. Your
0: training buffer. Okay, guys, in this week's show, we've got some news. We have
1: a high five. Making a welcome return. Haven't done that in a while. Uh, we've got a website of the week. Whoop, mm-hmm. whoop. Uh, Coach's Corner. And a Project 2014 update. I thought we had an interview this week. Mm. Or was that next week? I hope not, because I haven't got anything uh-huh. sorted. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then we've got a few
0: questions and answers. Then when do we get Matt Rogers on? I thought you said we've got Matt Rogers coming up. Uh, I haven't sorted that yet. Oh, I thought you had a date on that. No. Oh, lots of noodles. Okay, news. Okay, so first of all, we've got Man Germany was raced last week in, And John... If your theory's right, Kinley's not going to be doing good at Kona. It's
1: unfortunate. It's unfortunate for him because he's a great athlete and he put in a stunning performance. Well, he put in a great performance, but, didn't he? But he, he is one of those athletes that has performed on Kona year on year. So
0: it's looking pretty good. Your, your theory says if you go hard in, at this time of year in these big kind of European races... You won't go well in Kona. It's not my theory, it's stats. No, no, and, and your theory has, is based on what's really happened in the last 10 years we've been doing the show. And so, you know, like it really seems to be the case that the guys who cane these races don't seem to be able to pull off the performance in Kona. Now, Kinlay is a pretty special athlete. He is. And so. But in saying that, we've had special athletes win Germany in the past, and not do well in Kona.
1: Yep, and we've had uh, Raylet, who's done you know exceptionally well at Rote and then failed and not failed in Kona, but just didn't have that extra. And although it, he's yeah. never really had a great Kona, has he? he
0: had well, a third he's, had, once, he's had a second. Was it he a second, second was it? once? Um, it was a long time ago.
1: It yeah. was quite a while ago, and I and I don't know if that was off the back of having a good European season or not, or whether he had a quiet European season and then went well in Kona. Mm. But I mean. Um, Speculation aside, it was an outstanding performance by Kinley. He got smoked in the swim as uh, as often he does. He was four minutes down on the leaders, so he swam forty nine, then absolutely destroyed. Okay, him so wait a second. With Kinlay in Germany he's still I mean in I mean he's still gonna be able to sit at Kona in the main pack, isn't he? No. Oh, is he that no, far no, behind no, Is he? No, okay. he's, he's well behind. I'm not actually sure if this was, and it, it was a wetsuit swim. So in Kona, you know, he's, he's even more isolated. Is he? Um, okay. But, you know, he just blitzes, blitzes the bike. He rode up the group and apparently just uh <laughs> 4.12. <spanked> four <laughs> four wow. When we look at Freddie Van Laird, who was, what was he, second or third, about, about third or fourth off the bike in Kona. He put nine minutes into him. Yeah, it's phenomenal. But what was even more impressive, then he ran a 2.49. So that is an outstanding day at the uh, office. Uh,
0: is he this current
1: 17.3 champ? He won it the year before, didn't he? Yeah, no, I don't... Th- oh, I can't remember. But he did win it the year before. He did, but he has won it, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we were there, he'd won it. He had a great race last year, but I don't know if he won it. I can't remember. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, outstanding performance, 7.55, new course record, 7.55.14 for a five-minute victory. And you kind of got to wonder, it's one of those situations again, as he ran 2.49... Had he had someone chasing him closely, how fast could he have gone? So the guy, the dude can run, he can clearly buy. It was a course
0: record by about three minutes, wasn't it? It was, yeah. yeah.
1: And the swim was pretty average, but, you know. It's not he, so
0: much of a. We, like, we, You know, like a Cam Brown lose the swim, lost the race back in the day, wasn't it? You know, like, yeah. you know, like certain guys, if they lose the swim, game over. Yeah. You know, Ray Lutz's been a bit like that, hasn't he? You know, yeah, he got close, but not, you know. Kingley, based on this biking ability, and the fact that he can back up with a solid
1: run, well, he's shown he can do it in Kona as yeah. well. You know, he's shown he can ride up, and it just last year, you know, he really sort of gave the impression it just he just didn't wasn't there on the day. Yeah, and, and he obviously had the um, the puncture issues and stuff. So, I mean, if he can hold that form yeah. through a Kona, he's, he's a real nice impressive. guy
0: too. Eh? I love it. I love yeah. it when he came across the line when we interviewed him. The year before, and he, and he was wearing away, and it's a new old guys. You're gone. Yeah. <laughs> I loved <Yeah>. it.
1: <laughs> uh, Frederick Van leerd who finished in second place, said he had a fantastic race. And he's oh, really? Got beaten by a better man on the day. Really? So he was happy with his day. Yeah, you said that. you know, Keenlay just came up to him and rode away. So Freddie Van leerd swam 45. So he had a, you know, good sort of four, four to five, four minute buffer on Keenley out of the swim. Rode 421. I can't really see any other um, half you know times remotely close to that on the the bike and then he ran 249 so that's you know that's about the the run split you kind of expect from Freddie Van Laird, maybe a few minutes quicker, um, for an eight hours and 25 seconds. So, you know, he's clearly in, in good shape, but can he back it up and kind of, we'll see.
0: Well, the big story of the day, well, not the big story, because there's kind con- of con- lots of stories coming in this
1: race, but Jan Fred- Fredino. So who we uh, who sent through the clip? Uh, Pete Colson, I think it was. So somebody, yeah, it was, it was Pete Colson, or somebody sent us through a, a German news story that showed, uh, it was basically obviously the race but it had a big mainly focus on Yad Fredino and it looked like a comedy of errors. I mean, you expect him to come out
0: like, <laughs> like, a, like a, you just need the Benny Hill music.
1: Yeah, it so comes out of the swim um, in the lead, which you, you would expect, uh, and then on the bike he got three, two or three punctures, and they did not look like fast changes, especially the one <laughs> on that like was just the bike was on the ground and he was sort of sitting there and he had tech support, and uh, and then when he came off the bike. He couldn't find his bag anywhere, and was looking through, and looked, at, and was just wasting <laughs> a whole bunch of time. He looked like an amateur doing his first
0: triathlon, mm. other than the fact he looked like a legend.
1: And then he um, was having a chat and in, in, in transition tent with the, the media, and then sort of he walked out of the tent, and was, his, his hamstring was cramping up, and then he kind of got into it. Got into it, and then they showed another clip of him at an aid station, just standing there. And apparently, he was walking quite his... a lot throughout the whole run. Yeah. Yet he ran a two forty
0: three fourteen. Well, Joe through. he went one sixteen in the first half of it. Really, <laughs> <laughs>
1: one sixteen. Yeah. So, it's a totally different story when you ride four thirty three, which is still smoking fast. But you're riding four thirty three versus say <laughs> 4.20, fifteen, four twenty. You're going to have a better feeling. I mean, he's the best runner in the field as it is in terms of pure running ability. But uh, when you haven't had to push the bike maybe quite so much, then you know maybe maybe it's yeah different feelings coming off. Is so, he going to? Kona? Yeah. Well, he's he's yeah yes. He he's going to points there. He didn't need any points. He's, now he's the defending 70.3 champ. That's why. Oh, okay. He, great. Just, he just needed to finish. Okay, great. Okay. So yeah, I just be... wasn't sure I hadn't seen him because this, this is his first I Man. Mm. Yeah, mm. I just hadn't seen it's, him. It's going it to be there. very interesting to see how he does. Kona's totally different killer fish. We know that. And he's got to handle the heat and he's got to handle a bike that's going to be honest the whole way through. So, But, you know, he has the potential to run incredibly fast. And we're talking, you know. So are you going to pick him? An experience. No, I am not going to pick him. No, this, this, <laughs>
0: the race based on what you saw on the weekend, he, he needs to learn to play the game a little bit better,
1: doesn't he? Yeah, but I mean, if he didn't have three punches, um, who knows what could, what could have happened? But I am not. I wouldn't pick him. But geez, I wouldn't be surprised. Did he have three he, punches. I'm pretty sure that was it. Well, he would have won just about. He would have. Who knows? Twelve minutes. How long does a punch change? Uh, it depends if it's a quick pit stop one or not. You know. So anyway, he could absolutely decimate the field and Kona. But he could also be walking I, hope, I think Dick down you hope he does. Oh, I'd love it. Yeah, because you want his ITU
0: to use it guys to finally
1: I'd just love somebody to bloody run, you know, a two thirty something in Kona. How awesome would that be? Oh, far out, yeah.
0: Yeah. And we've always said when's it gonna happen? Mm. The only thing is, Jumbo, Kingley, it was his thirtieth birthday as well. I know,
1: same birthday as me. Oh, happy birthday. There you go. Two thirty as well. Yeah, just turned thirty.
0: Well done. Thirty's a day straight. <laughs> You've just aged up Girl yeah. um, side of things Oh, oh wait, wait like. a second. There's a couple other uh, stories
1: Other things out of here uh, So Ronnie Shieldnick Was in fourth uh, fourth place So good race for him Alessandro Giuseppe Was in third place And then Another interesting story Was David Pliess Who finished in sixth place uh, Was backing up A week after racing at Austria He got third in Austria Third in Austria So that's pretty good Pretty <laughs> impressive And then I guess Probably the, on the guy side of thing, The one other thing Is it's basically Game over Rover for race Raylutt in terms of the season because he didn't uh, didn't finish. They, they on the on the footage they showed of Fredino running along on the run. Raylert was actually running with him, um, and Raylutt so Raylert only rode a four thirty three as well. So Raylert's no points. He didn't have any points. I don't think before that any significant amount of points. So I don't really see any way of him qualifying for Kona. Wow, that's pretty big, isn't it? Mm, I think he, it sounds like he has had a, a bunch of injury problems. So just a shame, but. The clock is ticking and he's not getting any younger. Well,
0: I think it was 38 last time we looked. So next year we're 39. So we've really got to say he's going to go down as one of the guys who never won. Yeah. One of the best who never won, really. Which is really unfortunate because… Yeah, because he was great. Yeah.
1: You don't deserve… Nobody deserves anything, but it would have been nice to see him. He was… Yeah, he was definitely… Especially when he had those sets. Really… Close seconds and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, there was so a
0: period where he was just like outside of Kona, he was unbreakable. Mm. And then, you know what? He's still got a Kona. <laughs>
1: He hasn't retired. You know, who knows? But <laughs> I was saying that to Phil. Why don't I get him on the Legends shows? <laughs> the greatest guy who never won Kona when he's 38. <laughs> um, okay. Um,
0: Girl side of things. Girl side of things. Jody Swallow. Did not win. Lead off the bike. does. Yep. And then uh, couldn't catch the bike. They so. both
1: uh, both ran a pair of three twenty twos, and three twenty twos ain't going to cut the mustard when you have girls running three hours flat. Wait a second, she's got that she couldn't find her. Joe
0: sent it, through. She couldn't find her bike. I couldn't find her bag and T two. I wonder if she ended up finding it.
1: it could be a bit like uh, Raylert. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not not Raylur. Um, Fredino. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Corrine. Abraham is back on the winner's uh, position after her domination in Melbourne a couple of years ago. She pulled out of extremely strong day at the office with a great bike ride. She lost a bit of time in the swim, a 54-minute swim, 4.49 on the bike, and a 3.04 run for an 8.52. Uh, Liz Lyles from States came through with a storming 3.01 run just to... Pipped Gina Crawford towards the finish She was 4 minutes back in 8.56 And then Gina was 8.58 So 3 girls going sub 9 So I've got to say I think that's a pretty solid performance by Gina um, four, you, Would you expect 56. her
0: to run just a little bit faster than that? 3.07 Yeah it's
1: about average for her
0: Because yeah, she has got most out of
1: 3 She has, yep. yeah So good good performance by her um, Apparently there's lots of drafting out there Yeah, lots. Of, apparently I mean, girls are complaining I don't know It's just, you know, you go to these big races, they have the multi-lap course, it's pretty tricky, I haven't really really got any great solutions other than having less people on the course. The problem is, John, that's how they make their money, Mm. you know what I mean, and it's like,
0: I don't know, it must be really frustrating if you know the girl up the road's drafting away Mm -hmm. and getting an advantage which gets her more money at the end of the day, like that's a really frustrating situation, Mm -hmm. and
1: I'm not sure what the solution is, because when you do multi-laps, it's always going to be a problem, Mm. Yeah, but unless you drop down to basically 1500 people and do wave starts i can't really see it being solved anytime soon i the athletes i don't they're not a bunch of cheats it's just there's too many people on the course and it's bloody hard to um just bloody hard position to be in just
0: frustrating you know if you are a pro and you know the girl you find out later on that the girl was drafting it's yeah be really frustrating so there we go
1: uh anything else about the girls what else? So Mary Beth Allison have a great race there. She hasn't had that storming season, you know. Last year and the year before, we know you're listening, Mary Beth, but maybe you're saving it all up for Kona. Yeah, Kona It's coming. There you go. You can perform. Don't perform so well here. Take See, it works to your advantage. You got. You thought to yourself, "I'm only going there for appearances. I'm going to John Houston plan. Yes. There was something else I was going to say. Um, Natasha Badman had the fastest bike split of the day, four forty-four. <laughs> when will she stop, man? That girl was amazing. It's if she's, she got 40, six. She's 45 to 50 now um, So she just pipped Jodie Swallow uh, Passed her on the run She obviously passed Mary Beth Ellis on the run Yeah, She well. was
0: a gun runner She could run three in a day couldn't she mm. She was a, yeah, yeah, super fast yeah. in a day wasn't she Yeah, She was kind of the fastest
1: female for a long time On the run uh, She's more she wanted on the bike oh, she she was, I mean she was fast She was a three hour runner yeah. But she wasn't like a Marinda Carfrey sort of runner Okay
0: um. So that's Ironman Germany, Ironman France. We've got this email through.
1: This was oh, no, actually. I've got to do a, a mini rant here. Okay, go, John. They're just not promoting these races, and I said this last week. So I, I thought yesterday I okay, go right. I'll go onto the Ironman website and I'll see when do they actually start promoting this race under under the news Which section race? Of their race Ironman Germany. Okay, and there's nothing up there until um, July the fourth. You know, so two days before the race, they start mentioning that. Oh, we've got Frankfurt on this weekend and there's going to be a good field there. Do you think the
0: problem is that they've got so many races that there's only limited time slots you can put? Because, you know, you kind of you look at it and you go, well, the big races should get more coverage at mm. least, you know. So we're going to go Kona, we're going to go the, the championship races. So what are the championships? Germany, Melbourne and? North America, but nobody
1: cares about the North America one. I mean, that's, is it the Canada one, is it? I don't know. Yeah. Much yeah, it's too close to Kona. No, You don't get the, the rock stars there. It was Texas. I think it could be uh, Montreal Blanc this year. Yeah, I think it is because they're trying to kind of do the challenge thing. Hmm.
0: Um, so you kind of think, well, those races should get more coverage because they're the bigger races. But I think maybe the problem is, is that, you know, how many races are they doing now? You know, so many, and it's like each week they've just got to bang the next one. Yeah, so I mean, you've
1: got all those. You kind of.
0: Look, I get what you're saying. I just I wonder
1: if. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Like a press release a week before, like even a week out from the race. I mean, there's how many golf tournaments are there on the whole time but you know when the majors are coming up. Same with the tennis. You know when the hell they're coming up. I'd love to know, John. I'd love to see their stats. Like I'd love to see um,
0: the stats of how many people they get to the websites, like on those news stories because maybe there's just not enough people going to the sites to justify doing it. It's a bit of a chicken and egg thing, isn't it? Yeah, maybe, because, well, you know, they've got to go, where's our focus? Because obviously their focus is on putting on races because there are websites out there that make a a living from providing Mm. this kind of content. So, you know, there's obviously someone who can make money from it. But I just love, you know, maybe they've just determined, you know what, what's the point in spending thousands of dollars for big coverage when you only get so many hits to your
1: site? Yeah, but it's also you know, they should be sending us press releases. Oh, they do send us us press releases. Yeah, but that's just on all the bloody North American races that nobody's nobody's out. They've got three pros. So, disappointing. Disappointing. Okay, what would you want? Uh, I'd probably want like about a 10-day build-up where you know, maybe you're, you're just profiling some of the different pros, you know maybe a couple of pros per day, um, some, some YouTube stuff, and then just sending to the media, just sending out some decent press releases. And I think they need to have it's not you – know, I'm sure in Germany they'll have a, a German person who is pumping it out to Germany so it's getting yeah. a good profile over there. But let's try to make this a bit more of a worldwide sport and actually get some, try to get some more eyeballs on the, on the event. Anyway. Now that's rant one for today. I've actually got another rant later on. <laughs>
0: I just feel the energy, guys.
1: <laughs> there wasn't a lot of content this week. I'm in front.
0: So we're, this was meant to be Leander Cave's comeback race after failing to get selected for the Welsh team for the Commonwealth Games. We forgot this last week. Okay, so this is what we're talking about. She was first out of the water, but was DQ'd for not wearing her race number on the bike. At least they told her before she finished the race, unlike Crowe in Hawaii. It's a rookie mistake, but the rules seem to be different across different IM races. Often the race number isn't required on the bike, but always on the run. Luckily enough, she was also entered into Ironman Ka- Koma, Ka. Koma later this summer as a second race, which will allow her to validate her Kona slot. But wait, Alanda, 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 Alanda? sorry. sorry, um, spotted on course, went back to T1 for her number. And, and so this must have been said as she was doing, so she went on to run. But she didn't finish the race, did she? No.
1: Yeah, so she must have... And she's just got to validate somewhere. But... I th- I've got to agree, if, if this is the case, that is a very inconsistent rule because it, all the races that I've done so far this season, you don't have to have your number on the bike and you need to have it on the run, but you don't need to have it on the bike. Why do we need numbers now, John? Uh, just as a bit of a... Bit
0: like I know, I get
1: nostalgia Yeah, and, and maybe back up, but... Yeah, but generally you've got your, your body, mar- body marking as well. And timing chip. Yeah, so... For the most part, you don't really need them. It does help for the crowd in terms yeah. of uh, in terms of that, but then you don't really need that on the bike. So I would have thought on the bike, which is probably why they've changed the rule, you've got your bike on your number, you've got your bike on your helmet, uh, you've got your number, uh, your body marking, and then you've got your timing chip. I think that's enough safety measures. I will say the French... are. Uh, Incredibly anal about their rules. Oh, really? <laughs> and especially about the numbers. When we did a race in Ombrum uh, a couple of years ago on Epic Camp, you had to have your number. Obviously, you had, to, well, no, you had to have your number on during the race, but it had to be fastened to your race belt with three safety pins. Two is really? not good enough. Really? Wow. You had to have three. And you Did I check it? Yeah, <laughs> they were checking wow. it. You couldn't really use the little, um. you know, sometimes you've got the little tag things you can tap. Yeah, yeah. No, you had to have three safety pins. Wow, it's and when you arrive late on a Saturday afternoon, there is nothing open in France trying to find three safety pins. Oh, so the they challenge. don't even give you the safety pins? No. Oh. <laughs> and so we had th- this camp effort campers And everybody's got maybe Somebody's got five and somebody's got three and somebody's So did you work out it out? And we eventually managed to piece together You know, 60 safety pins So we could all start the race wow. um, But they are very particular And they will DQ deque- for it So, I th- um, which, which is stupid It shouldn't be a DQable offence It should be a penalty for being a douchebag if, if you don't know the rules How hard would it be for
0: WTC to say, these are our standard rules across all races? Because I know that you have different governing bodies, like New Zealand Triathlon Foundation will have mm. their own triathlon rules. Mm. Is it impossible
1: for WTC to come over the top and say, look, if you're doing an IMED, these are the rules we're going to work on? Well, I think that's what they're working on with ITU. Yes. Yeah. Because most of the national federations adopt the ITU rules. Okay. So if they can get some commonality there, then we can say, right, these are the triathlon rules.
0: Yeah. But you just think, because WTC own all the races... They can go. Hey, this is how
1: we're doing it, schmuck. Mm. You know, <laughs> you think. But then you have a lot of officials. The officials officiating in those races are from the national federation, and they have to abide by the national federation rules. Mm. So interesting. It's just it seems a bit silly.
0: Okay, Jonbo coming up this weekend. There's not much happening, but lots on next weekend.
1: There is. So we got. We still have some iron distance races, but none of um, massive prestige in terms of the the pro front. So we have. Uh, the Schnellfelsness Schnellfilsnes- <laughs> Schnellfilsnes- Jamkari in, uh, in Iceland. Holy smoke. That must be a new one. don't think we've ever had that one before. No, I can't say the, the Altryman in the, down the Pyrenees in France. The Keiki Triathlon in Japan. The Bastion, another race in the UK. Another
0: one. Now, one of the, one of the ones we hit on Level week, uh, which was one of the crazy ones, got, who got cancelled because no numbers. Someone sent us an email I can't remember which Oh, race. really?
1: Yeah yeah. Like the Power Man Or something like that Not Powerman, but Might have been the one down In New Key Or something like that Yeah maybe it was. A this ri- one I checked the website And uh, they only had sort of Didn't have many entries Yeah And it was just a standalone full Which is uh, Which is kind of what you expect There's so many bloody races over there well, We're coming al- up next weekend We've got Root. We have and that's the big one we also got uh, Triathon Vittoria which is held in the Basque Country. Good old Neil Scholes is heading over there for that race. Oh, and they, they had the ITU World Long Distance Champs there a couple of years ago. And it's um, Aniko Alanis' neck of the woods um, last year. They had, well, they've got a few sub-930 athletes, a few female elites. And, yeah, That's another race good. in Spain. They've got 498 competitors and over 1,100 athletes. Um, hold on what did you say and interesting to see the growth of the race as the full distance had 498 competitors last year and there's over 1100 competitors this year and a further 700 are racing half so I think if you're going to do one of these races you've got to go half oh, and full oh yeah you know and the kids race yeah. and, and yeah, everybody's splash and, and dash and relays and everything and then you can make it happen and sell so, some raffles <laughs> different story I mean there's not Oh, there is an Man in Spain, now they've got Barcelona, but compared to the UK, the UK is just exploding with events. God, it'd be a hard place to.
0: Well, you yes said no, because it, it seems like most of them seem to do okay. You know, like, you know, yeah. even the ones that are the non branded ones, like the Outlaw and stuff like that, they seem to, you know, I think the thing
1: is the sports is booming over there, isn't it? It is. As is the Tour de France, which is rolling through. Oh, what's moment. happening there? Give me an update. I don't know nothing about it. Well, I haven't watched today's stage, which is stage three. Do you know what's happened? Uh, I don't. Do you want me to uh, tell you? No, uh, it's a flat stage. That's so very right. probably a sprint finish. I think it's a flat stage. Okay, I'll tell you. you I don't want to know. Oh, I, well, you made out you didn't care. No, I do. I do care. Okay. Actually. Yesterday was fantastic stage. Very bumpy. Didn't know there was that many hills in the UK. And it are was they a using great drinks, John? stage John, the cyclists are they using drugs? Uh, some of them are. Okay. Yeah. And uh, is it, it? was great. great. And, was and then they had this mm, bitching finish where they went up a hill. I thought. Geez, that looks really steep, and they, their pedals were hardly turning around. And then on the news last night, they said it was 30%. 30%? Don't know, that could be a bit no, of a stretch. No, you, you
0: can't ride 30%, can you?
1: Uh, they were struggling to get up it. Wow. Yeah, but I think that could be a bit of a stretch. But 30%, that is really steep. So very, who's, who's very winning it at the
0: stage, based on what you know?
1: Uh, who, who took it yesterday? Oh, it was Neboli, the Italian. Oh, it was a pretty funny finish. What happened? Well, they had a bunch. And they had this real gun guy called Peter Sargon in the in the bunch, and so there's only probably I don't know twenty of them. And a guy attacks off the front, and everybody knows Sargon's in the in the pack. So they wait, and, and so they go. Well, if we chase him down, Sargon's going to win. And so they just let him go and go and go, and he took the win. Oh, good on it was him! Good effort. Yeah, good on him. So road coming up next weekend, which is going to be a good time. Wait, who, who's your prediction? Who's going to take it? Um, probably Froome. Is he is he good? Is he? He won last year. Uh. Yeah. What happened with Wiggins? I don't know the story behind that, but lots of controversy. I'm not actually I'm not actually sure if he's uh, on the start line or not. I haven't actually I haven't been following it close enough. I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. Cause Cause people, uh, okay, good. I don't know nothing about it, so I'm just asking stupid questions. Go to cyclingnews.com if you want to find out any information. Best cycling website I know of. Okay, Rote. Right. Rote right, coming up, and then uh, John's ITU update. Very quick one. Heading to Hamburg this weekend. Oh. So the are the Brownings going to be there? That's a question. I don't. I tried to do some research on their website, but it was in, in German. And then you press the English button, and you'd go all the wrong places. So I gave up. Okay, good, good effort. Thanks. Thank persistent you. till I succeed. It was almost as good as your effort with sponsor Trainer Road. How was that test you did on Friday? Oh
0: mate, I nailed it. Mm. I've got the record. I went for twenty-two hours. Week. I was there, morning.
1: No commitment to that. I just keep to forgetting. This is our show. No, just week. Good so night. that's it. It's all over. Who won? Sorry? Well, from, from my looking at the stats, we had 15 people attempt the, the ride, and coming in at the last minute... Oh, really? No, ...came no. in, just snuck under the radar. and saw what everyone else had done. We th- Bobby Brace and Triathlon 777 were probably sitting there thinking, we're pretty sweet here. We both banged out seven minutes, yeah. and uh, nobody's come close we're to God that. Is. And then Adam Kalerjies came in and smoked it with an eight-minute effort. Oh, nice work. Absolutely drilled it. Drilled it! Eight minutes of that effort, I'm thinking some of your guys' FTP's not quite set in the right place. No. But no. Uh, that is actually effort. you come in effort. I did four or five or something like that. And my FTP was probably, this was just before I'd done another TT, and my FTP was probably set a little bit too low. Uh. So eight, eight minutes is okay, outstanding. Okay, so, so you say, you're basically
0: saying if your FTP was 100% accurate based on your current ability, you'd be thinking
1: around about three to five minutes. Probably closer to five, if you really gave it, it depends how much mongrel you got in you, Uh, and and also where where you're at in your training and if you do some high intensity training, if you're you're a typical sort of Ironman person who goes out and does lots of endurance work, you're just going to be rubbish, this sort of stuff, but if you come from maybe more of a cycling background and you really know how to beat yourself up, then obviously you'll stand a chance of going a bit longer. So... Yeah. Regardless, so going for eight minutes, that effort is uh, even if it's it's just a bloody solid effort. Seven and eight minutes. Well done to Adam and Bobby and Triathlon Seven Seven Seven. And Adam, we'll sort out um, hook you up with a, the prize from Trainer Road. And good well work. Okay, we have to think of the next challenge because I'm really looking forward to it. So another thing that I'm going to be adding, if you get on there, we've got about 150 people on the the IM Talk team. I'm going to start um, whenever I do workouts. I'm going to start, start posting them up there so you guys can try some of the sessions that I did. So last week was it on Saturday or was it on Thursday? I did uh, made up. It took me literally, I would say maximum five minutes to actually set up a session using their their custom. Um, workout and I was doing fifteen by two minutes at FTP with two minutes recovery. So it's just sort of up down, up down, up down, up down, up down. And jeez, it was it was really quick. It was I was doing the session at six o'clock in the morning. I thought, Oh crap, I haven't actually sorted out what I'm gonna do here. I knew I wanted to do that session. I thought, Oh, I suppose I could just get on there and, and ride it and then, you know, just basically try to set my my wattage as I go along and then I'm going to have to think about how many reps I've done and keep an eye on the clock. But I just quickly went into Train Road uh, and made it up in their workout creator. As I said, probably took me less than five minutes to set that session up. It was a pretty straightforward one. And uh, and away you go and you don't have to think about it. You just get the computer going in front of you. And if you're on a kicker or or a um, trainer, it basically gives you the, the countdown and then the wattage just Shoots up when it needs to, and shoots down when when um when you when you're on your recovery. So just a really easy way to sort it out. So check it out, trainerroad.com, and uh, go on there and click on the teams and join up to I am Talk team, and then I'll be posting various workouts up there that I do, and you can give them a crack. Good times. Okay, trainerroad.com. Okay, guys, the so discussion
0: of the week. So last week we were talking about how the Kona inspired program has been seems to be discontinued and so we were just kind of curious to see what inspired you to do Man and what continues to inspire you while to do the sport so I thought we'd have a bigger response for this one swim- yeah, yeah wasn't, it wasn't that big was it no but maybe because we were giving it a hard time John I'm going to go first on this one okay go for it because Christine McKinley start looking forward to your
1: Wednesday Christine do yeah. you know why John she's going to swimming at Gym. no why do you swim at Aquagym no she's going to be going to the, the swim squad at Gym, aren't you Chrissy at what time she did lunchtime uh, squad six six o'clock or something like that? Why is that controversial? No, she just hasn't been before, and she said I'm going, and, and she's oh, just oh, going across the, the line. It was always good. Yeah, not many people there. That was a good thing about a quick gym. Yeah, and unless you went after school, yeah,
0: <laughs> there was a billion kids yeah. that's where they yeah. make their money. Yeah, but Jumbo, I'm going to go see you for the dentist tomorrow. Oh, nice work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, booked good. it in. Booked it in. She maybe don't even know I'm coming. Oh, great. did a few weeks ago. I thought. Yeah. Well, she said come see me. So yeah. she told me she's going to do a high five on teeth. Okay. So Christine. I want the high five tomorrow yeah. when you're there. She's got, watching Taupo in 2005 inspired me. What continues to inspire me is the sense that I still haven't figured it out and that I am sure there is still plenty of room for improvement. Oh, and that secret dream that we all harbour to
1: compete in Kona one day, pipe dream. Gary Feegan, what inspired me was seeing others rising up to the challenge nearly ten years ago, and I thought I'm better than those folks, so I'm not, so I'm not going to be outdone. So I bought a bike, learned to swim, and went from a crappy runner to an Ironman in eight months. Not the John Way, but the Pirate Way, Aye. and he's off to Kona, and he's off to Epic Camp in a couple of weeks. Good times. David Rowe has got. I started running regularly for five Ks
0: in two thousand and six. A friend asked me if I could swim and ride a bike. I could, but not very well. Um, a few months later, I did a sprint triathlon and the next year a half distance triathlon and then an Ironman a year later. He went on your plane. Mm. Not sure if I was ever inspired to do one. I just got in with the wrong people <laughs> where Iron distance racing was the normal
1: thing. And he's got hashtag pirate. Ed Hawkins, my best mate. Um, Gilbert's dad inspired me. Uh, Foster was suffering with leukemia. He inspired me to get off my ass get fit and do an Iron Man for charity. As a, as a result, I gained confidence again, my self-respect and my ability to control my destiny. It sounds like something out of Star Wars. Yeah. Um, fast forward nine years and I'm a better version of myself. It sounds like Bevan James Isles oh, I before tell you. I started doing Iron Man. And as a bonus, I've now been to some some mind-blowing places, including Hawaii, and met my true, and some truly amazing people. Good work, how oh, Julie
0: Francis has got what inspired me to do an Man is that at the end, regardless of physical fitness, it's what you say to yourself ultimately that gets you to the finish line. It always amazes me how I managed to pass some very fit people in the later stages of the marathon. I've come to the conclusion if you... If you're not that a naturally positive person, that you'll get spat out
1: quite quickly in this race. Matt rides for me. I felt Ironman was the pinnacle of athletics. I played D one baseball in college when I was, uh, and when that was over, I really needed to drop some weight. What started off as a way to get some shape turned into a lifestyle. Now my inspiration comes from my little girls. I never want to be a fat dad, and I want them to learn um, to learn, love living actively. I don't have to get into tries, just love act, being active and I want to be their role model. He's got yeah. a picture there of him coming down, finish Nine with his two girls and it's obviously not an Man one because it's got a big Rev 3 <laughs> um, sort of uh, thing over it.
0: Okay, we've got our Tony West, he's got a combination of losing a lot of weight, he lost 15, 55 kg mm-hmm. in 15 months. I've never been overweight, have you ever been overweight? No. Like I've had a couple kg too much at times but... Yeah, no. but it must be a wicked experience to go from you know having 55 kgs too much
1: weight it's almost losing my weight i mean i know i'm, like, I'm a bit more than that but that's
0: basically no no but you're, you're right you know and, and like you know in, in our industry we always talk about life-changing experiences and that is a life-changing experience, man. Just just mm. imagine, because the physical self is such a big part of how we experience the world, and to lose that much weight is pretty phenomenal. Um, and wanting a target, as well as watching my friends and by now my coach complete an Ironman Melbourne in 2012, I've only done a couple short races so far, but have signed up for Challenge Melbourne in February f- 2015. Um, I'm doing my first marathon in October, and that's a big step towards possible Ironman in 2016. The inspiration for me is both my friends competing and watching people of all shapes and sizes go by when I've been volunteering, looking forward
1: to the day when they are watching me. It's pretty cool, Tony, keep it up. Tony Hodge, seeing the midnight finishes at Ironman New Zealand on the news is what inspired me to start. The camaraderie of all the athletes on the day is one of the many things that kept me inspired. Ordinary people out there like me with and with me also doing it tough, but we're just we're, doing we're,
0: it. We must do them all. Yeah, good old uh, Frank McVie's got Happy Birthday, John. First of all, um, Thank you. and McCormick O'Reilly, I say, uh, my. Uh, awesome mate Gavin Duffy inspired me to do my first one back in 2011,
1: and the ultimate goal of qualifying for Kona is my biggest inspiration. Nice work. Uh, Fine one. I've got TriMan Man Jack. I just love how hard it is. No matter how fit you are, Iron Man will still beat you down when you push hard. I love the hype around Iron Man, and I love the long hours out there of training for it. I can't say there is one thing, just basically everything about Iron Man, which inspires me to continue to do them. Oh, yeah, trying to qualify for Kona is inspiring. A pain in the ass, but inspiring nonetheless.
0: <laughs> and lastly, we had Phil Wilson, chips.
1: Chips. Yep. Cripes, even. Oh, Cripes. What's Cripes?
0: Cripes! cripes.
1: Yeah. Damn it. I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Big answer. Thanks, Phil. Yeah. yeah, Cripes. Maybe it's a type of food. No, it's not. It's just Cripes. It's an English thing. I bet you, you Phil's English. Let's click on Phil Wilson. Let's do a bit of Facebook. Okay, speaking. let's do some Facebook talking here.
0: Phil Wilson. Oh, well, no. Potato chips. No, that's crisps. Well look, I've done a Google church. I've I've copied his I've copied his word. It's crisps. It's not cripes. Is it? Hold on Yeah. Damn, for once, I've got damn a word right. Yeah. He <laughs> is a pom, he's from Hertfordshire. It's, it's chips. Crisps. Where is he start? on? Let's just hold on. Now I'm all Okay, wait, he's a Pom? Yep. You're right, he's a Pom for Wilson. Mm-hmm. He's got the old school photo. I think that's his mum and him when he was a boy. Yeah. He's got the old school can of Pepsi in his photo. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, you're right, Bevan, crisps. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, now he's got his son and him fixing the bike up. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, so it's just going this way. He's got, oh, he's got a pretty mean calf. Look at that calf. Look at that.
1: Oh, he likes that, yeah. He's got a photo of his calf as his Facebook profile. He's got lots of photos of his mum. Bevan, what inspired you to get into it?
0: I think there's probably two things for me. Uh, I do remember watching the Hoyts when I was a teenager, Mm -hmm. and I remember watching that, knowing nothing about Iron Man, and... And it must have been the year it was on because I was just watching ESPN one day when I was bunking school yeah. and uh, and I remember just that was pretty inspirational. I remember watching mm-hmm. it and going, wow. Although that didn't really inspire me but looking back, you know, there's definitely a moment where I kind Got of... This, it was a seed. Yeah, definitely identified me with sport. I'd, I sport. For me, I'd worked in the industry and in fitness for about probably around three or four years at this stage and when you work in the industry, it's always about... Helping others and while that's really great and I really love that aspect of my job You do kind of after a while get a little bit. Oh, what's in it for me? And uh, and so I started doing like I did La race and I did mm-hmm. I did cross marathon and, and I kind of did okay at those events I think I got like I did maybe I don't know 248 in my first marathon or something like that. So I, you know for a gym guy I was you know, I never really ran properly um But all those events I got to the end I thought I wasn't really that challenged You know like I was I did okay And you know Maybe I could have pushed harder But I wasn't really You know It wasn't like a mind blown away experience And then my physio A guy called Grant um, Down at the gym He was one of those guys Who just Did a lot of adventure racing and stuff And he was always just talking about You know He was quite He's just quite passionate about it and he was just One day he was just Talking to me about Ironman He said oh mate you, you want a challenge you got to do that Ironman you know, Those guys mm. are crazy You know They do a swim they, And then they go for a bike ride And then and Then they do a bloody marathon At the end of it And I, just mm. as he was talking I was like I'm doing it And then mm. I got signed up And I think I I literally like, did one Six months later mm. Did no, <laughs> no No advice from anybody Nice <laughs> I did an 11 hour training day The week before the race Nice <laughs>
1: so, <laughs> Oh yeah it was, it was good times And uh, yeah And then I was hooked For about You know Five six years of my life Mm and you? Well, I was already in the sport, so I wouldn't say anything inspired me to do it. It's one of those things. Well, what bet... inspired you
0: to do a triathlon?
1: Uh, I was just good at it, kind of, from a yeah, young age. Yeah, but of... you must have, you, how did you know you were good at it? Well, I was a swimmer, and I got to the age of, was I, 13 or 14? You kind of think, it's not the end of your career, but I kind of thought, yeah, I'm, I'm sort of, not, kind of I'm Olympics. not going to make it in yep. swimming. And were was... you good at, well, how good were you as a swimmer? Uh oh, regional level at best. You yeah. know, regional finals. Yep. So, so you was, get Canterbury finals, but would never yeah. get to And nationals. I went to the, I went to national. I went to Division Two nationals one year, and I got two gold medals and a and a silver. Yep. And that was like my pinnacle. I was like, that was the Pretty shit. Cool. I got that sorted. At, what was your event? I did the hundred back two hundred. I won the hundred back, two hundred back, and did heated in the two hundred IM. They gave it to the other prick. What's dead heated mean? Yeah, because when you when you're in swimming in the old days, when you. The Still, technology, you, you don't have the technology. You have three timekeepers, and, um, and they've also all touched their clocks slightly differently. And most of the time, they take the middle time. Yep. Uh, so the two times that we got were both identical, oh. like identical. Yeah. Um, and it basically went to the official on the side who just looks at it and says, "And no, I think that guy touched a fraction before you. Like, oh, come on, we got the same time. Yeah, come on. Oh, got us two golds. Yeah. Anyway, so I got two golds and a silver. And after that, I thought, oh. I started high school and I was like oh I don't know if I can get any better than much better than this yep. and other people were leapfrogging me so I thought and I was really good at running just because I was fit and so I yep. thought I might as well do triathlon and I first and had pretty much instant success didn't you win but cheat your first race was that no that was my second race I yeah. won the first race and then the second race I went you the won way. but you cheated quite a yeah. <laughs> bit I didn't cheat <laughs> I went the wrong way Yeah. but didn't realise that yeah we came in first Yeah, <laughs> I was a hit everyone broke Rick Wells <laughs> bike <by> course record <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, but then in terms of uh, what continues to inspire me, it's I'm not a perfectionist, and I, uh, uh, but I still don't think I've put in my. Uh, uh, you must have had some perfect races. Um, you can always find
0: areas where you could have done better. I've had p- the problem with perfection. Years ago, I've got an analogy for you, John. When I left school, I did joinery for a little bit before I went to university, and. I, um, I remember at first I was just a bum kid who didn't give a shit about my job and then after a period of time I started, you know, the whole idea of quality of work became important to me and uh, and so, you know, I really kind of took pride in, you know, producing really great work and I remember one day my workmate, Haiti, who was his name and he was really good, we were quite good mates and we thought, we're going to do the perfect job today and so we, we did this bench and, uh, and this kind of cabinetry and stuff and we spent, like normally, you know, it should take maybe two hours, we spent five hours on this job mm. and we just went, you know, this person got the deal of the century because we just went all in and just mm. did the best work you could do. Problem was, you just looked harder. <laughs> you know, so you, you just, you know, you're you looking. You oh, but wait, and you you, mm. you got more critical to the point where you had your head to let it go. Perfection's mm. not a name. Yeah.
1: So I don't think I've had a well, even if I don't say perfect, even I don't think I've had a great Iron Man yet. Like that Wanaka one that I did when I got yep. third, that was pretty good. Pretty good. But I wasn't as fit as I knew as I could be, and that's part of the motivation for Kona. Is I just want to go out there and have a really solid swim, really solid bike, really solid run, and uh, and that's what's inspiring me at the moment. And so you'd
0: say your Auckland, no, what was the race Auckland the triathlon you had last year was a bit of a perfect race? Wasn't that it? was
1: pretty close to being perfect for the fitness that I had. Yeah. So
0: yeah. So I, I, you I, want to have a perfect race in peak form?
1: Yeah. Yeah. As, as fit as I can be with all life constraints, and yep. that's what motivates me at the moment.
0: Good discussion. Okay, guys. So this week we've got an, a good email from Anonymous for now. Mm. So I have a question which might be interesting as a discussion of the week, with the side benefit that I might get some help. I have a f- had a few business deals go well, and as a result, I don't really have to worry about working to pay the bills. That's where I want to be, John. Yeah, <laughs> That's, I was thinking about it this morning. It's like, John, and I want to retire young. I, why not now? Yeah. <laughs> you know, why not now? Um, we're not taking private jets or yachts, but enough to, so that I could choose to focus on my training as if it was a full time job and buy whatever gear and coaching I need. I'm never going to be a champion and Kona probably not on the cards either. So, my discussion um, suggestion is if money wasn't something you had to worry about, what would you change about your training? Is it the gear you'd buy, coaching you'd hire, places you'd train? you go so so basically no constraints you you have freedom of time and resources what how would you set your
1: life up there You go. okay good good discussion cool.
0: <laughs> one two three four ha,
1: right, who sent this one in i think it's been the running shore. man sure yep. So we've got a high five here from him. He was he was out uh, riding the other day. Learned an important lesson in my base training for Cozumel the other day. He must have sent this in a little while ago. He did, yep. Uh, don't do your first significant road ride in the months on a hilly course at 7,000 feet of elevation when the weather forecast calls for 25 to 35 miles per hour winds and it was supposed to be what was supposed to be a two and a half hour ride ended up into being almost four. And I am cocked. He is cocked. <laughs> On a more serious training tip, for years I've had a $5 bill tucked into the bento box on my bike. In fact I nearly forgotten it was there. Um, stuffed under a tube, tire wrench and empty shop. Box pouch today however the, that little emergency cash came good just as i was about to text my wife and tell her i was pulling the plug and she should come and get me i pulled into this little country store bought a cold coke and sat in the shade of their front porch recovering and hoping that coke and rest would give me enough juice to finish the last bit of the ride back to my truck it did just
0: so then i went back to him so he came back and he said so two training tips i guess uh, make sure the expected weather conditions are suited to your intended ride before you go out. And uh, yep, I know about that. Number two, always keep a little emergency cash stuffed in a pouch, pocket or taped inside your helmet in case you bonk and need to buy some emergency nutrition. So I went back to him and said, well, you've done two. Sharpen up. Yeah, Get
1: the rest out. And he did. And he's gone for gold. And he has he us about, about 10. Yep. And so I highlighted a few. Uh, his number six was need to do a long workout and can't find a course with sufficient facilities. I once did a long run workout where I wanted to make sure I had have nutrition available. And by mapping out a giant figure eight course with my house in the center, I left spare water bottles, gels and oranges in the garage where I could easily get them when I came by. I was able to do a well supported 20 miles by myself making several passes through the figure eight with my home as an aid station, handy as I went by. Also makes it a quite a mentally challenging run. Yeah, I always found that because I found you. I, I stayed away from home. But that's good if you're trying to work on your mental skills. If you know that it's yeah. going to be mentally challenging, you can put yourself in that situation where because home there's just temptations. The temptation to quit, and you've got to suck it up and get on with it. So. And also, you go to the toilet, and suddenly you suddenly look at the internet. Yeah. Know, like <laughs> so good idea in terms of getting yourself well fueled up, and also. So we're not going to do all of his tips. You can write us like nine. Not 10 there. That's all right. Number three. No, we'll do the rest next week. I'll do the rest next week. Okay, so he gets two weeks
0: of high fives. Do the highlights this week. Okay. Number eight, but we're going to do the rest next week because he's put a lot of effort in. Okay. Yeah. It's a good idea to try out the different flavours of race nutrition just in case they surprise you with mega berry flavour instead of lemon-lime zest you were expecting them to have. You don't have to find out halfway through the ride that they changed the flavours
1: and the new flavour makes you sick. Have a contingency plan. Couldn't agree with that more. Especially for you guys that are middle to back of the Packers I haven't Been in that Situation but I Know other people Have when they Come in and There's have run Out of gels or They've uh, you you just Don't quite get What you want so I think always Having that Contingency plan In place is is Really really Important for Racing Number nine Most triathletes Practice their Transitions uh, at At least Mentally should Also practice Changing a flat Tyre on the Bike just in Case Rebecca Keat isn't Around to save You when you Do it wrong Front and Back wheel What people Can't change Tyres Hell yeah, sharpen up! and up.
0: That's like this triathlon one hundred and one.
1: Yeah, no, seriously, there's there's a lot of people that can't change tires. I, I get it if you're a recreational cyclist, but if you're an Iron Man, you'd be surprised. You're a
0: schmuck if you and can't you, change
1: the tire. <laughs> you just
0: insulted
1: about ten no, percent of the audience, just, yeah. and, and they
0: deserve to be insulted. Learn yes. how to change a tire. Yeah, go on YouTube. It's not that hard. Yeah, how yeah. hard is it to change a tire? Well, yeah, but you've,
1: yeah, I'm not. I agree, it's not that hard, but people often just don't do it. Why? Why do you think that is? Because it put, is such a simple skill. And they'll go and call up a partner or somebody to come pick them up if they get a punch. Well,
0: Annalise used to do that to me. Yeah. And she only rode for New
1: Zealand. Yeah.
0: <laughs> she, but she knew how to change it. She was just being lazy.
1: Yeah. Can you come pick me up? Schmucks.
0: Schmucks. <laughs> I love the word schmuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, schmuck. There you go. So Can next we... week we we'll gonna do the second half of it. Oh, Do you want to do it now? No. Oh, okay. Good work, Ben. <laughs> Listen up for next week's part two. This is like remember in the TV programs in the eighties. The Cosby Show would always be one, one and then occasionally it continued next week. Yes, you it was a big show. That one, you got it that was always the sad show. Okay, I'm gonna put some music. Oh no, sponsor.
1: Ethlinks.com. Talk about it, John. So in in on honor of I'm uh, in Germany at the weekend. I thought oh, I'll check out Athlinks See who was uh, who was our top Athlinks Finisher's last year. Looked like they had how many did they have last year? They had. Uh, 2,445. Where was this? At Ironman Germany.
0: 2,445?
1: Mm. No wonder there was drafting. Mm. And that's probably finishes. That's not probably starters. You know, you're probably thinking, you, I, I, I'm assuming they would have close to 3,000 entrants based on DNFs, people not turning up and things like that. <sighs> that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody do the maths on that. Two two and Two and a half thousand people on a 90K circuit. I mean, how can you not draft?
0: Well, Russell Cox, what was his, what was his theory that... It, the
1: longer you're at, uh, I can't remember. Good start. That, that was pretty, good. Start with that finish. really added
0: value to the show,
1: didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, top member last year at I Germany was uh, Christopher Ashford in 927. And then on the girls' side of things, you had Marion Head. Uh, Hebding. Hebding, got it right. 1006. Nice ever. And then you get a bit like we did our uh, Facebook stalking before. Now we can do a bit of stalking. Go on stalking. So we can go and click on Marion and sort of see see what she's been up to. Um, she's, oh, nice work. She's got a 259.06 marathon. Wow, that's pretty impressive. She's a German, so she's probably not one of our listeners. Uh, could be, could be not. Um, she's had 49 races. So if you want to be the top athletes finishing, you can go suss these people out. Best time, 10.08, which is obviously that one that she did there. 39.05. She likes breaking those little barriers, doesn't she? Yeah. Sub three, sub 40 minutes, but she is just over that 10-hour barrier. for Sub uh, 40 minute for 10K and then does a sub three marathon. That's pretty good, eh? we well, you go into the Jack Daniels formula and you can see if that yeah, is good or yeah, not. Yeah, dot. We'll see, see what he has to say about it. So... Yeah, basically, if you want to do a bit of uh, athlete stalking, especially for maybe some of your, your more <laughs> local races. I love that we're promoting it. If yeah. uh, you want to do some stalking, yeah. athletes. If you've got, if you're thinking you, you maybe you're maybe new to the sport in your local area. It's you,
0: probably to say research.
1: Yeah, research. You, you, you maybe get 10th at your local sprint triathlon the first year and then you, you go, how what's it going to take for me to get up there? You can go on there and you can say, well, Joe Bloggs does this race and this is what he can do for 5k and I know I've got to be able to do that if I need to beat him. So you just do a bit of stalking and uh, no. you competition when it comes to an Ironman it's a bit harder because you're going to get such a different variety of athletes um every year but at your local races it's probably relatively consistent and you can uh you can, you can suss out who you need to be where you need to be at the different times of the race Very check good. it out athlinks.com
0: okay i'm just checking out our corner lance armstrong He's,
1: uh, just we've saying. got to say a little thanks to lance armstrong he gets a lot of grief and rightly so but oh, you're saying thanks now? I am just a little bit because cycling is on such a high level now and he's got a, a lot of that to do with Lance Armstrong in terms of the, the general population, being on the news every night over here certainly and people having a general interest in the sport. And prior to him being around, um, the level of interest was, was still good, but he took it to a whole nother level. He's still a cheating bastard and doesn't come across as being the nice thanks. Person. Thanks for being <laughs> But <laughs> thanks for help raising the profile of sport. Cause it's, a it's funny, I was thing.
0: speaking to someone in the UK the other day and they're going over to watch... Uh, the race, and, and been, they went all the years that Lance was there, and, and they talk, talk to me, and they listened to the show, and they're saying how um, that when you know they, they know that we're quite critical of Lance, and they're saying that, you know she she always felt he was cheating. Anyway, she when she went mm. and watched it
1: even back in the days, it was like that oh, were cheating. Mm. You know, um, you know, crowds are still massive. I mean, Jesus, man, those palms got out and seriously watched. That was a really big crowds on day two. I big it, crowds? Oh, it was not day one. I thought it was day one. They started yeah. okay
0: um So, Lance, you're a legend. Yeah. <laughs> we love you. Come, back come to on triathlon. the show. Come, come back to Triathlon. <laughs> come, come back to Triathlon. We want you. Okay, here's the music.
1: Coaches Corner Slash Project 2014 update. Oh, nice, good slash work there. 95 days to kind of Bevan. 95. That's going to come around real quick, isn't it,
0: Phil? Oh, is, it, is it like a message to Phil, Phil? is it? Yeah,
1: and everyone else days. who's going it's to come. Gary, Gary Fegan as well. Yep. Get your A and a G. Or oh, this year's qualifiers. I am talk qualifiers. Yeah. And actually, uh, so there's going to... We could do uh, that. No, there's a couple work. of things. We're going to... A couple of little announcements there. I've actually got a meeting this morning, and um, what I'm going to be trying to do is set up. A I am talk a little bit of an I am talk social. What do you mean? Is it uh, like uh, in Kona? No, no, in Christchurch. So all the Christchurch listeners can come along. What are we going to do? We're just going to. I've got a. We're going to be doing a, um, a. Plan is we're going to be doing a prize giving and stuff for our duathlon series at the casino. But we're just going to try to get as many people along as we can, and just have a social. You we know, have a pizza, have a beer. Oh, so you, you're, taking, you're taking the audience along? Yep, taking the audience okay. along. Okay, we have when is there.
0: this? Do I have to be there? You've got to be there. Well, if I talk, I probably should. <laughs> yeah, it's August the 3rd,
1: you around? Yeah, I think that Sunday th- Sunday afternoon, just a few late afternoon drinks and a pizza or something like that. Yeah. So I'll, I'll announce that officially next week. I went to the casino last week, John, Yeah, for uh, quiz night. Nice. Talk about that in Love the Love quiz nights. <laughs> uh, and then the other one that we're going to be looking at doing, um, good old uh, Dave Dwan, what do we call him now? Uh, Dr. Feelgood. No, Dr. Yeah, Dr. Feelgood. He's going to be over in Kona. He's going to be helping Bevan out a bit because the reality is race week, I'm not going to be helping Bevan out that no, much. Not, not at all. I'm uh, doing the hard yards. I'm going to be doing the hard yards the week before doing some interviews. But Dave's going to be buzzing around as well, helping Bevan out. And what we're planning on doing as well is for anybody that's over there who wants to follow the John Newsom training plan, uh, we're going to set, set a little gig up where... Um, people can tag along onto what I'm doing. I'm certainly not coaching or anything like that. I'm going to be there and Dave's going to be, be sort of managing people and, and I'll basically announce what I'm doing for that session and then I'm just buggering off and doing it and then everybody can tack on. And, but it'll be just a chance to meet everybody and then Dave will be sort of there watching bikes and looking after running shoes and stuff and then we're going to plan on having a, an am Talk lunch and there'll be a bit of, bit of a Will free. I be at the lunch? You'll be at the lunch. Oh, we'll, invite, we'll invite you along. So this is good. So I just, nowadays I just turn up for the food? Yes. Oh, no. It. So, Dave's going to be magic. I'll sort something out in the next couple of weeks. But if you, if you like the sound of that, look out for it. Um, it'll be like 100 bucks, and that'll include lunch and include coming into all the training sessions and a couple of other bits and pieces. And um, Dave will basically look after a lot of logistics. And so it's just a way to
0: fundraise some money for Dave to come yeah. help us.
1: And, and also just to have a bit of a. If people want to get on my taper plan, it's going to be a good one. Good times. Uh, so yeah, Project 2014 is all on track. I'm just having really nice, consistent training, just banging it all out. The weather's not being overly cooperative at some stage. Really? It's, been, it's been pretty reasonable. It's pretty good. <laughs> it is winter, and it's bloody cold, and it's pretty miserable at times out there when you're on. Yeah, but it hasn't been raining yeah. or anything like that. I know. but You're winding uh, it. you could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse, but it's still winter, and it's, and it's a bit of at times. Hard but I really just wanted to share, if people have been following any of my stuff on uh on my sort of daily blog is I have an awesome Monday night session and I think a lot of people don't do enough drills or core work or anything like that. We talk about gym work and the benefits, some people are right into their gym, people like me, I just can't go to the gym, oh, I, just, I can go to the gym if I really wanted to make it but it's just so low on my list of priorities but core work is, is a really important part of, uh, of your training and being very diligent with it so I'm going to do my good source us- Core twice a week, but you've heard me talk about in the past about combining this in with a run session. And every Monday night, I basically do that. So it's just going to run through basically what I did last night. And you can help, Bevan, with some of my terminology because some of the exercises I just do them but I don't really know what they're yeah, called. Yeah, what's an oblique, so, oh, oblique oh, yeah, no, I get you. So it's basically a 90 minute session that the old fillinator and I do together and it uh, combines in core, some drills, at the moment quite a bit of strength work with our running and also some explosive stuff in terms of plyometric steer work. So we basically do a short warm up and then we more or less start into about 20 to 30 minutes of core work and the way that I structure that is I usually have a pair of exercises and we do them three times through and you do... E- so how many, like how many reps are you doing? Is it uh, like time so we based do it it for 40, 45 to 60 seconds usually. Okay, so because it's maximum. It's, it's usually um, for a duration except for chin-ups. Can you do chin-ups for 60 seconds? No, <laughs> no okay. Okay. Hey, that's impressive. Chin-ups I can usually do about six yeah, That's I'm not there to get chin up,
0: either. I can probably pop about twelve. Or yeah, five. I think
1: Desperate. maximum I could do, yeah, maybe twelve. Man, you you when, once you're at failure, at Chin ups. There's, oh. there's, you, no matter what your willpower is, yeah, CrossFit guys, man. They, they
0: do the Kipling, but God, they just pump them out. Mm.
1: So, my first set of exercise last night, we do our chin ups and then oblique sit ups. So, that's yep. sort of lying on so your sit side. The side one? Yep, Crunch, crunching up a little bit. So, do that three times through. So, each of my exercises, three times through. So, chin ups, oblique sit ups, chin ups, oblique sit ups, chin ups, oblique sit ups. Next one and is. And wait, do you have, are you having rests in between, or is it just yep. go from one to the so next? So, about fifth, It's usually working on a minute side. So 45 seconds on, 15 seconds off or a minute on, 15 seconds off if it's a slightly easier exercise. Okay. Second um, pet set is uh, we have like a little steer jump so you is it you're of- doing it in the home. No, no, down at um, down at the local park. Oh, okay. Down Hanson Park or uh, Beckenham Park. Yep. So we have a little steer and we're basically doing like a, a jump between the two. On, so, on like the a scissor step. jump? Yeah, like a scissor okay, jump yeah, on the yeah. steer. Um, really trying to keep your hips so up. So, more like a lunge or is it fast feet? Fast feet. Okay. Yep. Fast feet. And then we have like a, a sit up or do some sort of variation of sit ups. So, again, do those exercises three times through. And then the last. Um, when you say press ups and downs, wouldn't it just be a press up? Uh, no, so th- I don't. You'll you know what this is because this is another Les Mills exercise that I've seen blender doing before. You're basically in the in like a plank position, yeah, hover, and yeah. then you come up uh, to like a
0: oh like a like a, a tricep press
1: yeah and then you go back down again and you're just sort of constantly going up from yep. basically the press-up position to what well, it's course. more of a hover
0: so if you guys are thinking about like a hover or a plank where the elbows yep. are under shoulders and then what you're doing is placing hands under shoulders so you come into a tricep press and come up into the you
1: know, a, a yeah. sort of press-up position it's bloody hard that you know, yeah it's it's really hard. keep doing yeah. That. it's easy yeah. to start
0: with well the key thing is to make sure you keep your hips tight so you're still because what happens is that your arms fatigue so people just end up moving their hips a lot Mm. so
1: so that's mm. a great one uh so that's getting getting your abs plus your upper body a bit and then we uh, hop for distance, which gives us really good explosives, so maybe a 30 metre stretch. So it's like a bound or is it...? It's just like a, a hopping for as far as you can. So one leg leap. hopping for... Th- okay. Yep, for about 30 metres, turn around, come back on the other leg. You're puffing pretty hard after that. Yeah, and you want short contact time too, don't you? Yeah, yeah. do it on the grass rather yep. than um, rather than on the concrete. And then we have, a, I think what you call a side plank, yep. where you just balance on your side. So again, that's another three exercises, three times through. So you've got uh, 9, 18... Um, no, yeah, nine, eighteen plus plus uh, another nine, is, it's about 25 minutes or so of core work there. And then I go through some, uh, some running drills, so I pick out three running drills, do each one three times through on a soft surface. The Striding On DVD, if you guys have ever had that before, is uh, a really good resource, I think we have a link on our website if you want to get that. But that's got a bunch of running drills, uh, again getting a little bit of explosiveness there. We cruise off to a hill and then um, the main component of uh, the the run session we do at the moment is we have a set of stairs. Stairs are outstanding for for doing some really good explosive work. So we run up a set set of stairs and back down twice um, and it's about 30 seconds or so up and then just cruise down and really focusing on fast turnover again, um, really good posture, keeping your hips up, up and down the stairs twice and then we run down the hill a little bit and then we have a three, three to three and a half minute hill climb, do that turn around come back down and then repeat that whole set uh, four times through so you get a really good combination of some explosive work with your stairs and good calf strengthening and then more of just a moderate climb up a hill that's probably about six to seven percent grade um, so just a good all-round strength session.
0: I read Steve Magnus' Science of Running book a couple weeks ago and one thing he was saying with Whips who he really likes doing he kind of calls stuff you know how do you add stuff to your workout which really kind of triggers the different kind of muscle types, the fibres and stuff. And you're saying chuck chucking explosive squats in between. Oh, yeah, I do. that's that's the next
1: phase yeah, coming. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's pretty cool, yeah, where you kind of do your hill rep and then instead of recovering, you're actually doing explosive squats
1: and then mm. straight back into it. Perfect. it would kill you, wouldn't it? Yeah, perfect. Mm. Some of the stuff you guys have got to, you have to be a little bit careful of. It's one of those things. I have um, developed towards that. Yeah, you've yeah. got to get over, once you're over the hump, get, getting over the hump is a bit of risk of injury, um, but once you're over the hump, then you get start to get the real benefits. So you just need to be careful and build into these things I think one of the
0: problems for a lot of people, and this is something I've experienced myself over the last few years, is is that whole starting five steps back from where you should, where you think you can start. Mm-hmm. Especially you know, John's in his peak right now, so this kind of workout's not going to be too much of a problem. Um, but what what a lot of people do is when you've come from being an athlete and then you get back into exercise, you go back to where you were, and your body's just not ready for it. Mm. And uh, like I'm aiming because of my knee, I'm aiming to get back to running by October. So when we're in Kona, I'll be have to do some running, and uh, and I'm doing like entry-level running stuff right mm. now. But, you know, it's the only way I can really see myself safely kind of adapting to the needs of myself. And I could work a lot harder, like intensity-wise, because my mm. fitness is much better than my ability yeah. of running. Um, and also mentally I want to go there, but I know that it's just a foolish mistake. And so sometimes with these types of workouts, you do want to start even in easy levels and give yourself a good, you know, month to six weeks before you even really kind of push the intensity.
1: And that's what I did in terms of uh, a lot of this – you know, the jumping and the hops and stuff when I was coming back from my ankle injury didn't have any of that it was more 30 minutes of just core work and then it slowly started to integrate um, a bit more of the jumping exercises and then the next phase saying to Phil that's the last hill rep session we'll do for a while and then we'll be moving into more um, plyometric exercises with some flatter sort of moderately hard reps uh, so sort of marathon pace type stuff So uh, I think one, one thing around
0: this because a lot of yours is kind of a body weight functional training you're doing here I mm. think one of the things that's really important to recognise when you're exercising is creating the body awareness around what good technique feels like because mm-hmm. the problem is that what happy people do is they get to their level of fatigue and they just lose technique and that's where the risk gets really high and um, and so when you are going to do any kind of plyometric or, or explosive type of movements is learn what it feels like when you're feeling really fresh because the problem with you, like when you do it at a park you don't have mirrors to see feedback Mm. and that's one of the good things about doing movements at the gym is that you can actually be getting instant feedback around how you're moving and the problem is is that again our desire to work hard often means we push to a point where actually our movement becomes terrible and like with you know explosive hops and stuff like that you can't afford Mm. to be doing those really poorly because that is going to lead to injury and so just as you are going to if you are going to add these types of workouts in is the real kind of, you know, like with people when I kind of write these kind of programs up, you, you, you talk a lot about how, you know, you might do a time-based set, so you're like you're doing, okay, I'm going to do a minute of this, but how do you know when to stop? You know when to stop once I start losing form, mm. and actually with these types of movements you don't want to push through once you're losing form, you actually want to stop, and the option is then go down to an easier level, so you might, you know, go from a, an explosive bound to skipping or something like that, mm. so you're still using the similar type of muscle bound groups, but you know not in the same high risk way so that you know and as you you can then progress from there for. but you just gotta really be great at um, at learning when you're losing form
1: and go to CX Works at Les Mills if you've got any questions it is a good workout it is yeah, yeah.
0: Um, anything else to add to that
1: no feeling confident feeling good feeling good yep next week I'm, I'm, I think this week I'm gonna be under the pump a bit in terms of it's just the third week in a row of decent training. You've got 95 days, so
0: you've got three months. So mm. when do you see the hardest time? Obviously Epic Camp's going to be hardest training, but it's kind of easiest because you're in an environment where you get through mm. it. What's going to be the hardest block for you?
1: Um. I, the problem is I've only got 15, you know, I can only do 15 or 16 hours a week. So, mm. you know, in terms of going mental and doing a 30-hour week, that's just not going to happen except for Epic Camp. So I think... Um, yeah, probably just after Epic Camp, we'll have a week easy, and then that's when we're gonna be doing a bit more intense work, so it's probably gonna be pretty challenging. When was it? That's so that's um, sort of early September. Early September. Um, so I just need to be consistent, I just need to be fit, and it's all going exactly to plan, so can't complain. So in terms of there being a really killer block, um, I'm not planning to have that except for Epic Camp it's more about just being consistent just getting my swimming up just keeping ticking away with my running and I know that if I'm fit and I've had that Epic Camp under my pants it'll be uh, it'll be good get that
0: Epic Camp under your pants okay yeah. guys let's put some more music on here we go Website of the week. week. John, that was pretty serious music, wasn't it? It
1: was. It like Terminator. You may have heard of this website. It's called YouTube.com. No, I've never heard of it. No? No, never heard of it. It's this thing they put, um, they put some videos up there. Oh, check it out. Yeah. Yeah, sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. Videos of what? Cats? A variety of things. But this <laughs> week... Have you ever done the waste time on cats? No, I have not. Oh, do you like I, cats? No, I get allergic to cats. Oh. How do you handle it here every week? Oh, uh, Okay. <laughs> okay, i just got to run out the drawer as soon as I can. <laughs> no, I do have a bit of an allergy to cats, a bit of hay fever.
0: Because Joe loves cats. Mm. And if, sometimes we will waste a bit of time on YouTube looking at cat videos. Can be quite entertaining. That's all I'm going to say. Right. Okay, tell us about this wind t- tunnel testing. So
1: there's a couple. Of, I've got a couple of clips here that we'll have on our site, and they have been doing the rounds a bit on Facebook and stuff. They're basically, specialised have uh, have done a couple of testing. They've done two that I saw. First one they did was a wind tunnel test um, with Bevan Doherty and Bevan Ben Hoffman in terms of determining you know, how much advantage you get at different uh, dr- different draft distances and in a nutshell they basically said you know the the 12 meter rule for 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 the pro athletes that seems to be negligible benefit at all yeah so at 12 that's, it's fair so that's fair but if you go down to the say the seven uh, seven meter rule for age group is still a pretty significant advantage there so bottom line is be an age grouper. Be an age grouper. <laughs> so and, don't get paid. Uh, and you can, you can get some real advantage sitting at seven metres. So yeah, really good clip. Check that out. This is going to be a short segment of the show. The other one, though, that was of, of I'm looking at it now. looks pretty cool. I'm mm. not listening to it. But. The, the other one was uh, they did a test on some guys with shaved legs. Oh,
0: so is it actually worth it? Yeah. Wait, can I make my prediction? Yes.
1: Over, four, over 40k, what are you thinking? <laughs> shaved There's a the difference no between shaved. shaved and no shaved? Yeah. 20 seconds what more oh really yeah I think uh, as a small sample size and I, I watched it last week so I can't remember exactly but I think it ranged f- it was only 4 people I think did it ranged from 40 to about 75 seconds over 40 oh, if over i done four, that a I would have <laughs> over 40k's so assumably you just multiply it by 4 and you're away. And obviously it's going to vary a bit depending hey, on... here hairy are uh, Yeah, and also your your velocity in terms of, you know, faster people are, g- are going to gain more because just the yeah. way... That's uh, so, so it's it is. quite significant. I mean, most people do have shaved legs, but it's just interesting to know that... I never shaved know. my legs. Yeah. That's my, that was my error. Yeah. It was my five minutes
0: in route. Exactly. Oh, man. You really stuffed it up. The problem is I'm lazy,
1: John. Mm-hmm. I hardly even shaved my face. Go waxing. <laughs> i wax your legs I it would be my face Ooh. I don't think that would work. Joe could you wax your face It wouldn't work Could, could would a
0: man it. wax his face
1: Don't think so I think the hairs are too thick You
0: could try
1: yeah. <laughs> You see your face Yeah If you had to just bum fluff Maybe you could Well mine kind of is let yeah. be honest But no I think those hairs Are too too well ingrained That would be pretty sore Wouldn't it mm. Oh they need a pretty strong wax mm. Oh I was thinking about it Yeah but the legs, if you wax your legs,
0: it would be… Do you like, wax your legs? Yes. Where do you stop? Sorry? <laughs> That's always the question.
1: It varies how comfortable the, the, uh, the, 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 the beautician is with, with what level they go to. Okay. It's not a particularly tidy job up top. No. Because I wear… I don't wear speedos anymore. I sort of wear… Um, the the shorty short things. Short things and stuff. So it's like, well… Why, why not speedos? Uh, old school, bevin. Is it really? Moved, I moved on. Is that what yeah. the kids are doing, is it? Yeah, that's what the kids are doing. So if you're wearing Speedos, it's time to sharpen <laughs> it up? It is. <laughs> Get the message here, so, guys. time to so so anyway, become a schmuck in Speedos. Yeah, so the drafting um, analysis that, that they did was at that 7 metre. I don't even know what the bloody drafting distance is for age groupers these days. I think it's 7 metres. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's 7. So I will I'll, I'll be checking it out before I go to Kona. Uh, but so you
0: can do 7 because you're not a pro? Mm, so I even, know. Although in Kona... So what you'll come out of the water
1: in about fifty? I think two. No, no, I think it'll be closer to fifty-five over there. Just with the no wetsuit. Yeah.
0: So fifty-five. So you'll be coming out of the water with a good.
1: God, I'll be good coming s- out hopefully front big pack, really yeah, big front pack. Yeah, yeah. So not you're not know, the front guys, but
0: no, no. But you'll be coming out for good, good, good bunch to ride with.
1: Mm. So, one of the dangers in Kona is how do you avoid everyone? Oh, big danger. Yeah. I'm just gonna be chilling out. And the big advantage you have from being a strong swimmer is I don't have to stress too much like I did in Taupo, thinking I've only going have a couple opportunities here, to possibly get a one here yeah. pack. Because I'm, kind of, I'm I'm not gonna be bothered if I'm getting dropped because I'm gonna know always know there's gonna be guys coming through from behind. Yeah. So anyway. So then you just gotta use, and that's the
0: thing, is like, okay, so the rules are seven meters. We know it's the rule. Make the most of it, man. Sit yeah. on that seven metres as close as you can, eh? Mm. Yeah. And shave your legs. Shave your legs?
1: Oh. And Gain yourself five minutes. I, I find that hard to believe. It's what the wind tunnel says. It's yeah, science Yeah, but science is always wrong. Sample size of four can't be wrong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> was it a sample size of four? Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's a crap. What a waste of time that but, was. But, 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 but a you sample had. Sample size of but,
1: four. So you had 50 to 70 seconds. Yeah, but sample size of four just totally disregards this to our study. Oh, I think it's good. I think it's valid. <laughs> okay. I think it's completely sample valid. Sample we We're going to be
0: publishing that in, a, in some medical journal. Yeah, in the John Newsom journal of yeah. nothing. Yeah. Okay, John's read, let it out, John. John's been a bit frustrated this morning. I've just been, like, there's this
1: energy that's oh, coming at me. I just, I got frustrated listening to the radio yesterday because- What, what, what station? Uh, I think it would have been Radio Sport. Who, who? Who was uh, it? It was just a news item. And uh. so we've got a, a- Who do you like, like on Radio Sport? Kent Johns good. Oh yeah, he's in the afternoons. He's good. And Martin Devlin's up and down. He's an entertainer. Yeah He entertains yeah, yeah, yeah. And always a bit as well yeah. um, I do like the morning crew though The guys now um, How often do you listen to the radio? Well if I'm in the car I'll generally have Oh in the car okay. Yeah I don't listen to it much else <laughs> But anyway uh, So we've got a, a runner in, in New Zealand now Who has missed out on selection For the Commonwealth Games Girl and guy She's a girl And she's appealing the decision I don't know whether she's going to court um, But she th- they gave her an ultimatum Said you need to run this time And it's like the fourth person In the 4x400 relay And she's a bit, I think she's a bit of a veteran Don't know too much about Story, but she's basically appealing the decision. Didn't she? Didn't meet the criteria. But wait a second So they won't have a four by four hundred. They picked somebody else. Oh, okay. And we also had the situation here with Nikki Samuels, which I was away when that was on. So, I but you were know, happy with that one. I was, but it was it. It's stupid that it came to that situation. Okay. And so my rant is here we go. Is the selectors and the sports need to really sort out their crap and have good selection policies that are clear and fair. And then the athletes need to basically agree to that and suck it up. If they don't meet the criteria, I does my head in when it goes to court and all this sort of stuff. And it's happened in Australia a lot. Um, I think it happened in the UK, and it's happening more and more in New Zealand. If people don't get selected, they're like... Oh, okay, so you what's the practice. problem, John? What's the problem? Well, A, maybe the selection criteria are almost a little bit too hard um, in some instances and that the right people sometimes aren't getting selected. But my, I guess my problem is it's just... When it goes to court and stuff, most of the national federations have got zero money, so they're just going to go, oh, okay, we give up and you just uh, just get it. So, court's a good strategy. Court is a good strategy, I think. But it shouldn't, it just annoys me that it comes to that. I, I've, you've got to think, there's got to be a better way in terms of saying, these are the criteria. If you don't meet them, tough shit. There's no appeals, nothing. That's it. It's, it's it. it's over. It's over. If you don't meet it, you're not good enough, bugger off. But what about Nicky Samuels? Well, and in her instance, I think maybe the, the selection criteria – I know that's uh, – maybe it was too hard because she she did – she's good enough and she's shown it consistently to go to the Commonwealth Games. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking maybe the selection criteria isn't quite right. So it's a bit of a two-way. It's a two-way thing. I get where the athletes are coming from, but once but I've laid down the criteria – Is it the criteria because it, they just don't have money? So like, we'll criteria, don't take as many people? It's more they're only really interested in people that are – Potentially going to hit a medal
0: because didn't Jacko Gill not go to the, the the Olympics or was it? Remember he missed out on Jacko yeah, Gill yeah. for those who don't know is New Zealand's kind of up and coming. Will know. <laughs> no, New no, no. He, <coughs> He's a
1: world junior champion.
0: Tell you what, I'll put his video of him training mm. on our, our Facebook on our um our website this week dub dub to me. the boy is an axe have you seen
1: his training videos yeah I've seen I saw one where he jumped like two metres in the air he's, he's and he must
0: be 120
1: yeah. kgs and the boy is just like phenomenal he's just an so he's, he's about 18 19 and he's a world junior shot put champion and um, pretty out there and he gets pedigree. up at like he says if he wakes up in the middle of the night he just goes training in the, in the garage and yeah. stuff and so he's pretty out there but he he only met the B standard I think for the Olympic Games and he was only like 17 and they said oh, no nah, we're not going to pick you um, but in it.
0: some ways you go future champion mm. great experience why wouldn't you yeah so that's the problem it's such, it's a
1: murky world isn't it it is but so John's rant says says have a set of selection criteria that the athletes agree on that's fair and reasonable and if the athletes don't meet it you can select who you want, but the other athletes can't complain. And if you're one of those other athletes and you don't meet the criteria, suck it up and move on. So if the girl goes to court, she wins. Does the other person get kicked out? Quite possibly, I think.
0: Well, that's stupid.
1: Mm. What
0: do you ever rent? What else is annoying, no, you? I it? Uh,
1: I had something else earlier on, didn't I? About yeah. the drafting. Is yeah. that yeah. annoying you? What, no.
0: else? what else? How did your
1: dinner go at the George? Did it annoy you?
0: A little bit. <laughs> Tell us about it.
1: It is, without doubt, the most expensive meal I've ever had in my life. And? A little bit disappointing. Ten course degustation. Ten course, but one, bit, one bite in each course, wasn't it? Went home, had a crumpet. <laughs> <laughs> crumpet. Wait a second, is that Betty Hill crumpet? Or was that <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. It was good. Not great. So even with, the, even with the entertainment
0: book, it was the most expensive meal you've ever had? By a long way. What, okay. To spill
1: the beans, no. what would you pay? It's right, but you can check out what it costs to go to the George. I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> then you add on all the wine. There was a fair amount of wine drunk. Uh, Let's they, just say my Sunday bike ride was pretty damn miserable. It was cold, and I was extremely hungover. I'm,
0: gonna, I'm just doing the research while yep. you're talking. The George Hotel, Christchurch. Yeah,
1: it's got a, it's got a four point six out of five. Rating on Google reviews, people like it It's got soft porn almost when you walk in there oh, really? you walk <laughs> in And there's these <laughs> curtains and I, Almost, not that I've walked onto a porn set before Crazy restaurant? Jeez, yeah, you really did Entertainment, restaurant, which one did you go to? The, uh, Pisk Tour The
0: Pisk Tour restaurant, okay, there this we go This is highly
1: entertaining Oh, start. people want to know how much it's been, that's why 129 bucks for a 10-courser for a Yep And then we had four bottles of wine Four bottles of
0: wine? Yeah
1: Plus a bottle before we left. <laughs> no wonder you needed some crumpet. <laughs> I was not in a happy place on Sunday morning. So were you pretty drunk? Sorry? Do you know how many were just you and Belinda? No, there was four of us, but only three really drinking. Who were the we other two? Just some mates. Uh, um, so anyway, it was, it was costly. Was this your
0: birthday party? Yeah. The wine list, I'm going to look at the wine list here. You didn't go high in one, because I'm sure you could oh, pay $1,000 for a bottle of wine at the place of oh, this. Like this. Not come on. People are loving it, John. On, People man. can give us more bottle of wine? Oh, they don't have the prices. There you go. Uh, that's a bit stupid. What did you get? The ten course degustation. Degustation menu. Here we go. Do they have the prices here? One hundred twenty nine just for your main. For the for a ten course. And it's just for one person. Yeah. Whoa. And and how much was your voucher? Ah, uh, thirty bucks. Or so, so. Oh, so even then. Were you happy with the night, or were you in that place where you're going? Can't enjoy it because it's doing my
1: head and No, it costs. wasn't bothering me. Um, but there was a lot of – everybody's like, oh, what should we do? Should we do this? Should we do that? Should we just get all off the menu? I thought, oh, bugger, we'll just do the 10 course. And I'd hope – it didn't meet my expectations. Mm, disappointing. It did, just. it? was just – it was, as you said, it's just one bite, and I needed some two-bite meals, yeah. two-bite two parts. That's what it. I was saying last
0: week. You need that restaurant who does better quality food but with more volume. Like if buy, I don't mind paying 129 bucks if I get if I come home full. Mm. You need some crumpet. <laughs> gotta have the crumpet. <laughs> gotta have some crumpet. <laughs> okay, uh question or oh, sponsor. Extreme You haven't done it when you haven't done your work. John turns up this morning. I'm gonna give you a hard time here. He's getting later each week. <laughs> Did four 1,000s at the pool this morning. It gets later each week. Yeah, I'm, luckily, I am even sleep in later nowadays because yeah. I figure I don't actually start. Normally, I figure, because we're meant to start. What time we should seven? we start? Seven. So normally, he arrives seven-ish, grabs <laughs> <I got laughs> his breakfast, okay. Does you know comes in and really quarter past seven is probably when we start the show. So normally, I'm thinking, okay, that's cool. So I've learned to get in the habit. I get a bit more of a sleep in because I know John's going to be late. And then what I do is I I... I don't, I, I don't really start working Until he arrives So even nicknames I do them as he's round Because he, he pisses around This morning 7.30 We started the show You yeah. hadn't done his done new you Had you
1: No Yesterday was a really a rough day South school holidays you I You've got a
0: job to do John
1: No. How many nicknames you done I've done them Okay I a 10 Good on you I had
0: a lot of time to kill <laughs>
1: I knew when I got in the car this morning and the 7 o'clock news was on, I thought, mm, I am a few minutes late this morning. <laughs> That's 4 one took a while to do. Yeah, just uh, Anyway, Extreme Endurance, launching on 25th of July, formulated and tested in conjunction with Josh Bridges, who's their pin-up guy for, uh, for all their CrossFit, to meet the needs of the world's top athletes. Uh, tag a friend in the comments to be entered in to win a month's supply of Creatine JB before the launch date. Winners announced on July 7th. You're going to have to get on to that... Today or yesterday, even if you <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> Didn't do my peas particularly well on that one because so <laughs> it's guess, done before the show. I guess the theme of that one is Get some uh, you, you've missed out on the, the, the prize draw. Have you ever done curtain? Uh, years and years ago so I will be interested to see what they have to say about that on the label it says uh, 100% pure creatine 100 milligrams of lactate so add all that in there increased strength and power increased energy and speed recovery so it's I used be- it
0: years ago and it was really good now what I found the first time I used it I was like oh my god I'm taking steroids here mm-hmm. and then it never
1: was as effective the second time but it was pretty awesome the first time. That's one of those things. You maybe just take uh, just before your big peak race. Um, so we'll have a bit more about that over the coming months once it actually gets released later this month. Also had a question yesterday. Someone was asking me. Oh, so "What's your what's your post training when you do a really key session? What's your post training sort of uh, go to?" And basically, at the moment, it is uh, extreme endurance. Execute just because I love that chocolate flavour. <laughs> just chucked in with a uh, with milk banana, and I even. Doesn't quite work, but sometimes it does. Just some berries in there. I like a bit of berry. Yeah, well, I'm with there. you on the berry. Yep. and um, loving the chocolate. And execute's got some, all that good sort of protein stuff in there. So check that out. Make sure you use the promo code. I am talk five. We had old Mark Jones send us through an email. Yeah, he's doing,
0: all these big races. Big, and big bloody list of things. And yeah, he's, he's going if I'm going to
1: do all these races, X endurance is going to get me through. And he had them all listed on this email. And then down the bottom, he saw put the promo code in five bucks off.
0: Sweet ass, Bruce. Nice work.
1: So use promo code. I am talk five. Got Creatine coming out, got all the other range of things, Kiwis and Aussies, you can order it through me if you want to, and get get, get on it. Okay, guys, questions and answers. That's okay, so John's got a measurement from Ironman Austria, now who gave it to you? This is, is a sample size of one. Okay, <laughs> so it's a bit like the, the shaved legs, yeah. <laughs> accurate. Uh, so we were wondering last week, Austria is always, always really fast, so I asked a couple of guys, and I just had one reply from... Um, tim who came on our camp in kona and he said he he measured the bike course at 177 k's and he measured the run at 41.4 which clearly indicates it's a little bit short and that can make you know 3k on the bike depending on what speed you're going excuse me you're right there yep so the top guys that's going to be about uh four four minutes maybe four to five minutes uh and then the slow guys obviously a bit more but that you know that's a sizable amount um, Of time to be checked. Well the problem on. is The world record's based on it mm. and, and if you go a
0: Short course Which I know triathlons Are ne- ne- kind of notorious for uh, Having short courses But it's a pity
1: Yeah and then on the run I mean I know on the run You know you've got those Corners and stuff That can yeah. be a bit more Give and take But it's uh, 41.4 So like,
0: I would say if Run's probably pretty accurate
1: it's, it's getting to be close enough But still if it is 800 metres short That's still yeah, You know minutes. that's A couple of minutes And you add that on To time Still smoking fast uh, let's say you add on six minutes and then all of a sudden it goes from 7.45 to 7.51, which is still bloody fast, yeah. but it's not as fast. So yeah, there's just a bit of validation there. The second one we had from Damien Bennett. This
0: is really good. Now, first of all, when he sent this email through, he sent me another email suggesting my name should be something GIMP.
1: Yeah, <laughs> nice.
0: what, what are you thinking? And he had some definition for it, but he didn't really think about the gimpy factor. of you know what a gimp is, don't you? Mm-hmm. You've seen pulp fiction, haven't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Apple yeah. in the mouth, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, what's all that about? Yeah. So one thing that's been happening recently is the the WTC have borrowed some money against the equity.
1: Odd. well, no, no
0: we well, got some loan basically. And uh, Damien's kind of come in and given us some thoughts around this. So basically, say, well, I guess uh, you may be touching on the $220 million dividend that PEP, uh, the private pretty equity pretty owners fair. of WTC, equity. yep, have kindly paid to themselves in next week's show. My view, which I can, can't share on Facebook, as I don't have an account, is that I won't. Uh, it won't make a lot of difference to things. People usually think that debt is a bad sign, but if anything, it heightens the perception of the financial strength of WTC and the wider business world. So they are far from being on the skids. So he's got a few points here. We're doing one to one. Okay. Okay, banks need to lend money to make money. They generate, uh, like to lend to safe bets, particularly since the crash And or they generally like to make safe bets since the crash of 2008. Think prime credit card companies, the more you earn, the less you use your credit card and the more they increase your credit limit. It happens to me all the time because mm. we never, we never, i have never pay more. You know, mm. Like, I've never paid interest. And every kind of few months, we're up to 30,000 on our credit card now. Crazy. 30,000. Mm. Like, it's stupid, but it's, you get lots
1: of air points, so it's worth doing. Yep. Um, so that's number one. Number two, uh, PEP have got WTC into a strong financial position, and ironically, the last thing the company actually needs is a loan, as they're in such great shape. But like most businesses, they don't actually have two hundred and twenty million sat in the petty cash tin.
0: Okay. Number three has got uh, PEP want to take some of their rewards for getting the company looking so rosy, so they do this as a way of dividend. So they're basically paying
1: themselves out. They and the banks believe the business can service a big debt to fund this dividend. The bank endorses endorsement, future, gold plates, the company.
0: So the banks are number five, the banks are happy, they think that their loan is safe and they will make a nice
1: turn on it WTC owners, PEP, are happy as they've recouped $220 of their initial outlay from when they bought WTC in 2008 for an undisclosed sum and still own the company. In terms of number seven, in terms of athletes,
0: customers of the company, the dynamic remains the same and and that PEP through WTC have to balance the following things for the age groupers, price versus experience, for the pro, price money, maybe experience, for C, the shareholders, continued
1: growth and profits. Number eight, how well or not WTC balance is that what? we all debate frequently. So I guess how they're going to balance those three things.
0: And he's got, the only dark cloud is that the economy goes south big time, then servicing the debt may become a burden which can force the business into decisions it might not want to make, which ultimately may lead to no one's best interests. Hope that makes sense. I'm sure you have smarter financial minds than mine. Well, (laughs) that listen in, but, well, probably that listen in. But given that you're an entertainment show and not a financial affairs program, this hopefully wraps it up in so you can talk about it with more interesting stuff like... <laughs> painting your deck. Yes, which he was talking about deck because he was painting yeah. his deck. Yeah, um, Yeah. so basically what the conclusion is that they've got a loan to basically pay themselves out and it seems like it's a pretty safe bet and the bank seems pretty help-
1: happy to do it. You can't really see that. <laughs> I don't know. It, you can't really see numbers going down on Man anytime soon, can you? No. I wonder what the point is where it's,
0: you know, the top end of the... You know, like, where, what is the amount of races where you go, actually... Mm. Like, I'd, there must become a time where there's enough. They must enough. be getting
1: close. Yeah. And no, I mean, we know that in Asia they've talked a lot about that. But in terms of doing more Ironman's, yeah, I think there's still massive growth in terms of the halves. Yeah. And, and whether or not they can leverage that on the 5150 series hasn't never really become a big thing yet, has yeah, it? Yeah, but that's there's plenty of growth in that. Yep. Um, But I guess with 5150s, people, I guess there's less revenue there because people are probably more likely to say, I'm happy to pay... Hundred and fifty dollars to enter a race. I think but th- I'm not going to pay seven hundred and fifty.
0: Yeah, well, I think the thing is, for the fifty-one fifty series, they don't have the, the the appeal of the Ironman. The great thing about the Ironman is they've got that brand that everyone wants to do. Whereas if you've got you know your local triathlon, which is just a local triathlon, mm. why would beginning fifty-one fifty be any different? You mm. know, you know, and and for the premium you pay for a, a WTC race, I'm not sure if it's they can compete in a way, whereas they go with an Ironman, everyone goes, I want to do the dot, mm. And so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what their future holds. But yeah, it's, so obviously that's a pretty strong business. I would have loved to have known what they got paid for in 2008, what they paid for it. Mm. You know, have they got their money back in that $220 Gosh. Oh, and I taking that understand. loan out. You know, like if the original yeah. investors got their, got their money out and now it's just interesting stuff. Um, just a couple of quick ones. Um, Paul Hanel sent through an email. I just got... Um, uh, back in uh, episode 419, your age group of the was week was Spot Anderson. Well it um, wasn't
1: Spot Anderson, Spot Anderson nominated Debbie Hazeldean. But Spot was the second fastest swimmer of the water in the Man that week. Was, was, was Only that beaten Ken's? by professional Peter Robertson. Shocking swim conditions and Spot Hammond at fifty-one fifty-six. Very few people went under the hour. And they. The, I assume this may <laughs> be the same Spot Anderson back in the... Very, very early days. You can't there be many a, Spot Andersons no, out of there. There was a guy at Spot Anderson that was, I think, you know, a really good pro.
0: Was he? Yeah. Okay. Australian. Good, good work, yes. Yep. Uh, Chris James has got uh, Nick Stutter and Chris James qualified for the Ironman Hawaii in this year in Melbourne uh, in the age group of 35 to 39 for over Ooh, 20 years. yeah. See so you yes. on the start line. They will be racing you, John. Uh, for 20 years, they have been mates with Drew Schofield, who suffers from Becker- muscular dyst- dystrophy. dystrophy. Uh, Drew was diagnosed when he was 11 and over the years his mobility has deteriorated to the point that today he struggles to simply stand up and activities like swimming, riding a bike and running are not an option. So with Chris and uh, Nick having witnessed closely the crippling effect of MD on Drew, they have Will compete in Kauai to raise money for STFAC and are raising money in the lead up to the big race. They have a couple of other age groupers who have a big have a cricket corner but would also like to do it for a bigger cause. So they're having a charity lunch. And if you're in Australia, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to put a link to it on Dub, 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 and you can go to their charity lunch. And well, actually, we'll just talk it's for a second, August,
1: John. It's on August the 30th. And, and it is where? I'll put a
0: link to it on our website So you can go to there Somewhere in Australia I'm not quite sure exactly where where it Australia, is. it's
1: Australia Tiny country
0: Yeah Centennial and Paddington Centennial Hotel Paddington But I'm not quite sure exactly what part Paddington's path. in Sydney isn't it Okay there you go Sydney <laughs> <laughs> so you go, in Sydney
1: <laughs> Yeah but, but do check out the link
0: Yep There you go guys uh, Anything else? Christine Oh no Christine McKinnell yep. Yeah, just, yeah. Yep. She was at the pool this morning Was she? Knocking it out No
1: Aquagym? No this Wednesday morning
0: Are you going to go to Aquagym?
1: No why not? So Come I do something. swimming. Oh, you
0: don't do it with other people? No. Huh? You're that guy, are you? Everyone else is turned up. Look, what's sweet we're doing? I'm doing my own they can follow whatever I'm doing. Oh.
1: <laughs> Lucky them. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when Phil comes training, you're welcome to do whatever you want, but this is what I'm doing. <laughs> Come along, pleb. Follow me. Um, sponsor. Coffees of Hawaii. Yes. I'm feeling a bit of love for the planet today, and so do Coffees of Hawaii. They give 1% to the planet. Great organisation, I mean obviously you've got all the fantastic coffees, they've got your Molokai coffee, your Maui coffee, your Kona coffee, your island style blends, lovely packaging, liking a bit of nice packaging, and then, uh, but all of their... Uh, sales. They have one percent for the planet. Connects businesses, consumers, and non-profits, empowering all of us to drive to big positive change. So that's one of their charities they work with. Also working with uh, Chrissy's charities on some of the Chrissy coffee, and they're also working a lot with some of the local side of things. So not only are you supporting I am Talk when you buy some coffee from Coffees of Hawaii, you're supporting one percent for the planet, and you're also supporting the good people of uh, of Hawaii.
0: See BBC. Um, do you watch John Oliver? No. Oh. Yeah. John Oliver's—he's got his new um, John Oliver's kind of a comedian who was on the Daily Show with John Stewart, and he's recently started his own show on HBO, and it's brilliant. It's called I think this week tonight or something, and it's um, it's brilliant. Like it seriously is. It's comedy, but it's news and it's quite cutting and very good. And uh, he did a piece on climate deniers and how really the problem in the media nowadays is that the climate deniers get as much exposure as what someone who's really credible. Mm. And uh, and so, you know, like some schmuck who, schmuck's the word of the day, yep. really, isn't it? Yep. Some schmuck who denies climate, you know, climate problems in the world will be put up against one other person. Whereas if you did it statistically, you have 99 scientists against this mm. one guy. So I did this piece where they got 99 scientists fighting the one denier. But now the BBC have actually said they're not going to allow the climate schmucks on the show, you know, they, right. they're not going to give them the airtime because it's just, yeah. it's just false, so,
1: BBC's a good organisation,
0: they really are, aren't they, mm. one of my favourite podcasts, um Kermode, Movie Reviews, mm. that's a very good podcast if you like movies, nice.
1: so, if you like coffee, go Coffees of why the climate deniers coffee. wouldn't, but the climate, the 99%, bang, Coffees of Hawaii, bang, get on it, go, go on. through I Am Talk, you get all the promo codes on there, get yourself a nice... Nice cup of coffee to start your day. That is a good way to start your day. Mm. Coffees of Hawaii. Oh, coffees of Hawaii. Right. Hit us with your nicknames, Bill, because I haven't done any.
0: Yeah, I did see that. Mm. And then you turned up having done your prep. I thought I thought to myself, well, at least he would have done his prep. No. No. Okay, wait a i I'm going to pull them up. You talk about something for a second. Uh, you watch My Kitchen Rules, Joe? Into that, I haven't much because I've been practice Monday night. Oh, yeah. And then so I haven't seen a lot of this series. Yeah. But I, you, yes, right. What's happening? You like it, do you? I watch it. It's it's good. It's got some entertainment value. So, John, when I was in Australia a few weeks ago, I tell them there was a behind the scenes of My oh, Kitchen yeah. Rules. You know the dishes that they show, All right? The the chefs make them.
1: What do you mean? <laughs>
0: so, no, I think the window are showing the dishes as uh, the, the better dishes as they're going towards handing the plates over. Yeah. The chefs actually make those ones. They're not their dishes that they take the photos of. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of, it's, it's, it's a lie, John. Yeah. Reality TV, it's not real. I couldn't believe it. Keep talking. So what happened on my kitchen rolls? Um... There's two schmucks on there These guys <laughs> Yes they're, schmucks The name of the day They're pretty entertaining But they're absolutely hopeless Oh these Yeah, yeah they're, two, they're
1: quite fun Absolutely hopeless But they keep hanging in there Because somebody else Really really balls it up But somebody else Has managed to just Really cock it up And be even more terrible These two guys Like last night They made hamburgers Hamburgers Yeah oh, This just like a bit of Petty and, and... Hmm. Did and they have... make the bread <laughs> No <laughs> They bought the bread Yeah It's just like Come on and then the funniest people have seen. it The funniest one was then somebody ordered a vegetarian hamburger, and they were just like, Ooh, what do we do here? They sent it out. They put a prosciutto in there, <laughs> so they basically put bacon in the vegetarian <laughs> hamburger. And they didn't lose. Their team did lose. So now they go sudden death cook and, off. And what happens in the sudden? This is taking forever to open. What happens in the sudden death? And then that so that whole team, a team of four teams, goes oh, sudden death, and whoever's uh. worst goes out. You feel a bit embarrassed for them.
0: They're pretty bad. So the nickname's coming. So, oh, yeah. so, yeah. what's, what uh, so happening? what's
1: happening this week, Bevan? JD Duathlon this weekend, round two. What are you doing in this race? We just do a straight Duathlon at the Ruapuna Raceway. So back out to the racetrack and going to have the kids race again, which is going to be fantastic. I'm just pulling up the weather forecast now to see what we're at. I know Bevan will say, oh, you don't look at the weather forecast. never I still do. Yeah, it's still forecast for rain, but uh, oh, what day is this? Sunday. Oh so no, it's forecast for rain the last four or five Sundays in a row, and it is yet to rain on a Sunday. So, because you look at long range, don't you?
0: Yeah, you said that doesn't say it's going to rain.
1: Saturday, it's sunny, sixteen degrees. So, John, that's pretty warm for midwinter. If winter. it does rain, how many people do you lose? Um, oh, it depends if it's rain, rain or just drizzle. Contingency plan. I love my contingency plans. Is we basically put a running race on if it rains too much, so they still get a good. Oh, so, how many people turn up? Well we'll probably have Do you lose half the crowd? Oh last year Last year we had a pretty miserable weather at one And yeah we probably would have lost about half Yeah
0: Fair yeah. enough The half of turn up You're the hardcore yeah. Okay Alistair Mayer Oh no, sorry Alistair Mayer Hollywood I just like that It's kind of like one of those war names Okay You know Hollywood but, Yeah You know Hollywood You know Alistair You're Hollywood Okay, okay. Jenna Seafried.
1: Fried. Seafried.
0: e s c. and fire
1: Okay. You know that? <laughs> yeah Hey, hey, Fire, how are you doing
0: today? Because <laughs> SCM she's got all the elements as power
1: Right <laughs> You could just call her the power Look Okay, There's some names out there that haven't been done Okay you're, Do you probably, you're probably almost even with me now with nicknames I
0: probably am actually Yeah, I probably am because I'm really miss a few weeks Anthony Weeks, long train running See that long train running It's about to disappear without love who sang? Frankie goes to Hollywood. No. <laughs> it's relax. Um Doobie Brothers. Okay. Nice. Uh Stefan Hawk Honk, I'm gonna say. H-O-R-N-K-E. Honk. Yeah. Yeah. Hot Rod. Hot Rod Hawk Yeah, <laughs> good, good. Pete Maves Iron Head. Okay. Yes, yeah, nice. yeah. Yeah. Andrew Uh Consolvo. The A-train, do you want me to hurry up? Yep. Well, you did not piss around so much at the start.
1: I just remember, I've got a meeting at 10 o'clock.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, if you turn up on time had yeah. to pissed around, you wouldn't have this problem. The A-train, Darren Brown, I thought of Darren Brown, Darren Brown, Yeah. the Mindbender, mm-hmm. Christopher Herring, the Wonderboy.
1: Nice.
0: Peter, uh how do you say Mc- uh Mr. Black. Cool. Because I thought of Rivers of Our Dogs. You seen that movie? They, I think so, yeah. And they named them all the colours, and everyone wanted to be Mr. Black, but he wouldn't allow them to be Mr. Black. Okay, nice. And then one of them was Mr. Pink. Yeah. Oh, it's a great film. Yeah. So I called him Mr. Black because, you know, he's the guy that everyone wants to be. Uh, and then Richard Longsdale, the golden one. Nice. Yes. I've only got a few to go, John. Probably next week, next two weeks, I reckon they'll be done. Cool. Jumbo. Um, so sponsors? Uh, Coffeesofway.com. Um save the world. Hear the world
1: um, um, yep. And extreme endurance. Get it all. Nice. You've not heard my gossip. Said. You've heard my gossip. I went to the uh dinner or I well, to wrap night. it up quickly, yeah. Hey? I've got a GF on this weekend. I have a birthday on Sunday. What is it? what over. did you get for your birthday? Uh a beanbag, which is exactly what I wanted. Do you like a beanbag? Yeah, I love beanbags. The only problem with a bean bag John, mm-hmm. not good to sleep on. Okay, well, they're not supposed to be slept on.
0: No, because sometimes you fall
1: asleep on them. A Lululemon top. (laughs) Really? Yes. (laughs) It's a similar response to what I got. What's even more (laughs) odd...
0: Even I don't have a Lululemon
1: top. Yeah, I'm hearing you. What's even more odd is then last night running, Phil and I both had Lululemon (laughs) tops. Yeah. I did question that one, but it's—is uh, like, it nice? It's the Rulu Bevan. What's the a Rulu? Rulu. Rulu parent it keeps you really warm. Oh. I froze last night. <laughs> it was
0: Lulu Lemon. Like they know how to inflate their prices, man. Yeah. That's expensive stuff. Yeah, Lulu do really nice woman stuff. The men stuff was—I always, always, I've only been to the store a few times. Plain black top, so you can't yeah, go too far. Re, but it's always really basic and really expensive. Mm. And you think, well, mm. let's do, let's design something cool.
1: So I got a book. Got, uh, what's uh, Sprinter's name? Um Bolt? yeah, got his book. Jeez, you got a lot for your birthday. And wait a second, what'd you get? The bean bag was actually refilling a bean bag that Belinda tried to throw out, and I said, "I want that bean bag back." Oh, nice! And I want the beans <laughs> in it. And so you got a bean bag, you got a book, you got a top.
0: Jeez, you That's did pretty it. well. That's it. It's pretty good. Yeah. Did you, Bolt admit to drugs? Allegedly. <laughs> I haven't read it yet. Got it two days ago.
1: <laughs> That's so, so like what's tea?
0: happening in your world. So quiz night. Yeah, quiz at the casino. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was good. Yeah, but we are uh, we stuffed up.
1: Really? Yeah. We're stuffed up a quiz night recently too, but carry on.
0: Well, the thing was There's quite a few teams. There's like 20 something teams at the casinos, mm. so there's a big crew and uh, and um, And One of the teams wins every week mm. and it turns out one of my runners good old John Tom Thompson was in that team And he came along and just let us know who's gonna beat us and, mm-hmm. and they did they yeah. won <laughs> and but we going into the last round we could have got
1: second Yeah,
0: We were doing well Yeah, We were doing yeah, yeah. really good And we had a double points round in a sport So we, you know Like if we nice. got 20 out of 20 We were going to get second mm-hmm. We kind of stuffed up in the last round But the thing about quiz nights John Is you have maybe 10 rounds Or mm-hmm. you have 8 rounds Then they have a, a couple of rounds Which are random rounds Where you mm-hmm. can earn points And in those rounds You can get
1: 2 double rounds Can't you? Yeah Now John Carry on Don't read your text messages Where's he going to sneeze? You talk for a second Okay My quiz night <laughs> We we were leading going into the final round. Oh yuck, I spit on the clock. Oh yuck, don't let Joe see that. We were leading going into the final round, and then yeah. the final round was a picture round, so you get the p- yeah. page with the pictures on it. Did you get any? I don't know that we did. The picture round was Doctor Who's. Name these Doctor Who's. Oh! I mean, come on. Come on. That was, f- just rub that in, didn't you? Yeah. Joe, if you're listening. I did not authorise that It's on Uh, a corner of the cloth Right, sorry Finish up your
0: your pub quiz So John When you go to a quiz night And you're going to do double points What do you choose? Sport Sport. geography Why would you choose geography?
1: I got first in school in
0: geography Sixth form geography Oh, they chose geography as well And there was a fatal error Oh no, I'm good at geography We got like five in geography Mm. If we hadn't chosen geography We were like For the first half of the game We were winning, John Yeah and mm-hmm. I, admittedly, I was slightly concerned turning up to Quiz Night mm-hmm. because I know I seem like a really intelligent guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but I'm not that good on general knowledge. And and po- have rang me, Porno, Mister mm-hmm. Brainiac, yeah, Porno's like Brainiac big time. Although he's mm-hmm. a doctor, yeah. So Porno, and then they had other guys who all bloody university doctor guys. Mm-hmm. Little old me turned up, and I actually helped so them out a little know, bit. Yeah, we yeah. did the old art pieces, and uh, and some came up. I don't know what I don't know any of them. Oh no! But I pulled out three of them without even knowing. Nice. One of them came up and we go, "Who's the is I, oh, I think it might be uh, Gainsborough. <laughs>
1: pulled it off, nice.
0: And then there was a there's couple ones where you're pretty sure you got it right, but someone else disagrees, and yeah. you get ranked. And because mm. I was first night there, mm. I wasn't going to try pull rank. Mm. And uh, a couple Should've. of them probably could have because mm. I was right. Didn't want to rub it in, Mm. but then there was a couple of times I was the opposite person as well. So it goes both ways, doesn't it? It does. It was a good night out.
1: Good times. And then what I'm I'm Russ. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) 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 Oh, it's going to tell you the best story ever, but I'll have to wait. Okay, let's wrap it
0: up. I'm Russ. I'm Indon. Train hard. Train smart. Kia Kia kaha. kaha.